Let's go. Here we go. Get in. <laughs> I like this is where I am. <laughs> Longhorn Nation, we're back. I'm still, I'm still holding on to that. We are back. We are back. <laughs> yes, we're still back. We're still back. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, right now we are back. Fire the Cannon is back for yet another edition. We, of course, we are part of the Texas Sports Unlimited Network. Love you guys. Yep. As always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky, and, and we, we are Fire the Cannon. Love it. Let's roll. All right. So we have a lot to talk about, Megan. I know you, everyone's talked about Texas OU. We're going to give a little bit of our version of what we saw, what how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have kind of a state of state of the union, state of the program, <laughs> yes. since it's the halfway mark. Perfect time to have the bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect time to sit on that L mm. and work mm. on some stuff. Mm. The fans and the team, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little fuel for the bye week. I think that's right. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. NFL stuff we can talk about. Our teams are just roller coasters of messes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, women in sports, we have some news. We do some have news. some news for that. We have a lot to talk about. We oh, do. Lots to talk about. We go, the two hours goes by so fast. It does indeed. It does. So, uh, First of all, though, let's address you. You just got back in town last night. Last night, like late, hit the ground running, got here, prepped for the show. Yeah, did some school work, ordered some groceries. <laughs> I had no food. Um, so the if you weren't here last week, I went to the World Cup, mm-hmm. the Rugby World Cup men's 15s. And um, it's in France. And we had to pick a weekend where our daughter had a long break from school. Yeah. So that was this past weekend where we could see two matches. We picked the town First, we picked the weekend, and then we picked where we we're going to go to, which was Nantes, Nantes, Nantes. Did you figure out how to say no, it properly? No, no. Everybody says <laughs> so, it different. Everybody says it different. Even that's, there. That's even fine. There. Uh, we kind of settled that Nantes was the... Because <laughs> it would Can be I, Nantes if it was E-R, but it's E-S. Right. So it's Nantes, and you wouldn't pronounce the S unless the next word had a vowel or something like that. Anyway. I feel like that's one of those cities like Louisville. Like, you have to say, like, you Louisville. have something within your mouth. Nantes, you know, Louisville. Nantes. 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 Um, Same thing. So yeah. we... We had a we had a great time. The rugby matches were so good, so exciting. The crowds were great. The stadium we went to, we could walk. To, we stayed in an area where we could walk to the stadium from our little hotel, and um, so we walked. The weather was gorgeous. It was. We didn't have a cloud in the sky for four days. Sunshine, beautiful, bright blue. Um, the temperature would be like. 50s, 60s in the early morning, and then 82, 83 in the afternoon nice. with just sunshine. Nice. It was gorgeous. And so we we didn't get great French food because um, just everything was closed or weird hours. And we'd walk to something, and by the time we get there, just anyway. we. But by the time we got Monday, we got to go to the town, city center, sit and have a nice plaza cool. lunch. So, yes, I did have good seafood. You got to see that mechanic. Tell me about that mechanical elephant. Oh, did okay. You, like, so, that's yep. called Les Machines Machine or whatever. It's this this big project in the city, this art exhibition where you can ride these machines. They have this massive pterodactyl. They have this the huge elephant. And you can ride it. And they only have so many tickets every hour, whatever it is. And 
but these are sold out, especially for this weekend when everyone's in town in North for the rugby. Um, it was sold out forever, but yeah. it was so cool. The elephant was massive. Yeah. And um, yeah, you they, posted a video. Of and it thing. was, I, I don't know if I posted a couple videos, but I don't know if I showed the one where it sprayed water. It was spraying water out on people. Like the kids were loving it. It was so, so it was massive. If y'all haven't seen this thing, like, and I only know of this through Rocky, right? But it, imagine like a giant steampunk elephant that that actually like mechanically moves through and you can get up and I mean it's huge it's it's honestly bigger than a real elephant it looks like oh it's way it's bigger massive. than a real elephant and you know and it looks like, like it's walking through 20 feet high maybe? yeah and and the trunks I mean it's cool man like I would go just for that that was and super it, cool when you're looking at the video it looks like it's the elephant walking but actually the big machine underneath yeah, the, the mechanics feet are of kind it. of moving around and it's rolling on the right. machine but it's so amazing Very and cool. I didn't I'd seen it on YouTube and the internet but when you actually see it in real life it was it was so crazy cool. that awesome. was really cool so then we went to the they have a rugby festival where they set up games and you know music and booths and things for the kids and huge screens for people to come watch a fan zone yeah for people to come watch the matches in town if they don't have match tickets but the best thing about this stadium it was only 33 34 thousand which is huge day, there which is yeah for, a big for, for a smaller there. town it's, yeah. the, it's their newer um it's their newer soccer stadium mm -hmm. so kind of like our austin mm -hmm. fc not as fancy and digital and right. and gorgeous as our austin fc yeah. um stadium q2 but it was functional nice was great it was it was just it was a really good venue and everybody's there having fun they dress cool. up and the people from the different countries that are playing so friday we watched wells georgia i mean saturday wells georgia and then sunday was the dramatic uh, Argentina, Japan. And of course I was cheering for Argentina. Yeah, you, you, you're in Argentina. Yeah, that, that I, I, I love the Argentina. And so, and it was a brawl back and forth. It was very exciting. It was for elimination yeah. and Argentina advanced. Nice. So Argentina will play Wales on Saturday. But anyway, that's that was the rugby. So all in all, good time. It was great. That's was awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah, I love it. it. It was always funny trying to text you or like, like shit, is she awake right now? Is, um, can I? I was probably awake. Yeah. It's, don't sleep well, you know. When yeah, you're... when you travel that far, especially for that short of time, it's tough to like get in sync with the with the clocks and everything. Yeah. But do you want to give a quick shout out? Hey, Richard, oh, hey. good to see you. And of course, as always, hey. CB, our man. Like we appreciate you being here. And I love it that Sal keeps jumping in oh, all nice. the way from Gotham. Yeah, I love it. Greetings from Gotham. That yes, makes me happy. Yes, y'all do talk plenty in New York. That's <laughs> we why we love, love you. So again, we always appreciate y'all's comments. Uh, please jump in. This is an interactive thing. We love we love chatting with y'all and and talking here. Um, you know, my weekend was definitely yes. How was it? Less, less, well, I shouldn't say less fun. I still had a really great time this weekend, but it does always, as you said earlier, sitting on that L from the OU weekend, <sighs> pains my soul a little bit. You can probably still hear my throat. I'm, my voice still hasn't recovered from, from the crazy craziness of the Texas OU weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, but as always, we had a great time, you know, saw a lot of good friends and, Oh, just that was a painful one. Did you one. use your coupons? My coupons? What'd you buy with you? I did. Did you try any food? Did you try that fireball shot? I couldn't find the fireball shot. Because oh, I, I saw I, some people were. I, but I did. So Francesca, our, our good friend Francesca, yes. uh, we met up over the weekend and she, oh, they good. tried it and they said it wasn't at all what they expected. Like it oh. wasn't like I've had fried lemonade in the past and it's been really good. It's basically like a like a funnel cake, but with lemon dressing and like a lemon flavor funnel cake that they fry up. Yeah. Right. So I was kind of expecting that with fireball because my God, fireball 
and cinnamon so with a funnel cake would make sense, right? Be good, yeah. But it wasn't. It was like she said that it was like essentially a shot of fireball with a soggy piece of like funnel cake in it. So I, I don't feel like I missed out too much on that one in particular. No. Um, no. But yeah, you know, it was a it was a good weekend um, overall. Got in and out. Got got to stay at the Fairmont this time, so mm-hmm. felt kind of fancy, <laughs> fancy there. We definitely nice. uh, had had fun. Uh, definitely drank my worries away. Drank my sorrows probably my body weight in liquor. Uh, but you know, such is life as a Texas yeah. Longhorn fan. It happens sometimes. So. That was a, um, I did watch it live. Yeah. On, Cause it was on, like a, it was a 6 PM game for, for me, you, right? For me, it was 6 PM. Yeah. So our rugby game was at three. It was over by four 45. We walk <laughs> home set up that, and mm-hmm. we can watch it on the computer. That's how we watch it on the laptop. Yeah. I, I, I was telling you earlier, this was to me, the most stressful, like anxiety, <laughs> like my my heart rate, my pulse, the tension, yeah. like everything about this game. I hadn't experienced, I hadn't felt that since like, not, we, and we it, were in Alabama together. You think I it was know. worse than that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we were in Alabama. And I think because in Alabama, like if you win, wow, what an amazing thing. Nobody expected us to win. Even though we both picked us to win, right. it would make sense if we didn't on the road with all the stats and numbers against somebody coming in and winning that game. There wasn't necessarily the pressure. Yes, but this, all the expected. pressure was on Texas. They were yeah. favored. And we'll get into later that everything's still in front of the team. We'll get to that later. But just the the emotional roller coaster of this game, the way – yeah, let's it's just get it. Let's just get into let's it. Jump let's jump in. Let's get into it. Before we do, though, I do want to give a quick shout out to our guy Justice Finkley, who had a birthday Happy today. Birthday. Officially, not a teenager anymore. Our our little Alabama baby, all grown up. <laughs> we 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 we're the aunties, right? We like to well, consider been, ourselves. Uh, the he's been grown up for a minute. <laughs> oh well, no doubt. But he rolls his eyes at us every time we we call ourselves the aunties and you know, are yeah. on FaceTime with his mama with him. And that was, yeah, yeah. it's a good Happy time. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That was Justice. a beautiful cake that mama, yeah. mama Finkley brought you all the way here. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And yeah, CB, it was, it was so, so getting into first that order OU. lasted what four days it, uh, <laughs> thereabouts. It felt like that might be overestimating a little, maybe three, three, three and a half. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a lot, man. And I got to say, we're going to, we're going to dive in. We have a ton to talk about with this game. You felt more anxiety. I I don't know that I ever felt high, high anxiety until the very, very end when we scored and left too much time on the clock. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. That's where I started getting the, oh, God, the sense of dread, the what are we doing? Even though we hadn't played the perfect game and even though we hadn't necessarily executed arguably the worst game of the season yeah i mean i don't yeah. i yeah. not in every position but yeah it was it yeah. was texas definitely they dug themselves the biggest hole over and over yeah it wasn't a it wasn't a clean ex, cleanly executed game um we definitely shot ourselves in the foot more times than once and still still we're in the mm-hmm. position despite everything still we're in the position to win so yes you know as much as it sucks as much as it hurts losing a game in that fashion, especially to the land thieves. Right. I do still think, listen, I'm always the burn orange ray of F and sunshine. I still see positives coming from this. I still see some, some good things that we can take away and talk about. We'll dive into that. Um, But yeah, we've, I do think one of the things that I really want to talk about early um, was injuries. I think we saw that injury bug flare its head. You know, you mentioned we're going into the bye week. Thank God great time to do it. Um, but we see majors go out 
pretty early. We were missing Watts. Sanders was coming back from an injury. Did you watching him? Did you feel Sanders was a hundred percent? No, no. For a while, I thought he was missing from the game. Yeah, and uh, I saw him. He's he had he's the one that went up for the catch in the end zone that got deflected and right into you know the first turnover in the red zone. Um, and so he, I saw him there. Of course, if, at a hundred percent, he can go up and and catch that ball. So, and then they kept him out. Either I don't I don't know if it was decoy like he stayed out for a while and thank you for giving everything you have absolutely thank you yeah. for being out there and a, and a limited sanders even though Gunnerhelm stepped up huge he had did. his had you know a statistical best day for him stepped up and filled in in a lot of spaces he still does different things mm -hmm. and can't do all the things that sanders does so um having him out there even limited helped and but i guess um I mean, you got to do it. You got to roll with yeah, him out there. Like Stark said in the presser, like see what he has. He wasn't necessarily on a pitch count or how many snaps he's going to do, but mm -hmm. they had to just keep monitoring him and seeing how he was. Yeah. And I mean, that's all you can do with, with players that are injured, limited. Yeah. And, you know, last week we talked about OU's weakness was at going to be over the middle, over the middle, covering a strong tight end. And I feel like that played to their favor, not necessarily having Huge. Sanders at 100%. Um, it, it was definitely frustrating in that sense. It was a tough time to uh, <laughs> tough time to watch. Now, and I will say this: Look, I the hype around the game, as always, was high. Huge you know, we pressure go, we, for both teams. Huge pressure for both teams. You know, OU definitely, I think, came into this game with a chip on their shoulder. They came ready to play. 49-0 chip on their shoulder. Right. Um, and you know, and hearing all week, oh, OU can't touch Texas. Oh, you know, all the talking heads you know, us included picking, picking Texas and a lot of people picking Texas. 95% of the money was on Texas. Right. It was, it was a big deal. So yeah. yeah. Oh, you made some people some money this weekend, but um, yeah, I think I, and I will come out and say this. I think we came out flat that first quarter. You know, we talk about it feeling like a long first quarter. It did because from the, from the second, you know, right from kickoff, it seemed to me just my vibe in, in the field on the field felt like we were just flat. And I think you saw that a little bit. And now look, we can look at excuses and reasons why Sanders wasn't full, but you got guys, there were a couple opportunities here to come out hard, come out fast. We turn the ball over, you know, we, we, we give up points early. Um, and then there were opportunities for us to make some big plays with that momentum. And, you know, it might not have been the most perfect throw, but, and I got to say this girl, this nothing drives me crazier than a ball hitting receiver in the hands and that ball not coming down with that receiver. Yeah. That happened more often than I am comfortable with. I think more often than it's than we've seen all season. And and I got to wonder was that a was that a focus thing? Was that an injury thing? Was that a where are we at what put us in a position that we weren't capitalizing on opportunities that we had? From what I saw and this was just my live watch make, making my notes as we were going, it was a pretty predictable offense like the even the play that we every lot everybody had been talking about last week you know that spin around thing mm -hmm. whatever it was you know where you kind of you know motion a little bit dummy it a little bit to brooks he goes one way you you know yours turns this way and then flicks it back like people national media were breaking down that play and what do they do roll out the same and it, it was a few things that were pretty predictable that first you know why to to um uh worthy yeah you know, the first play of the game I, 
I feel like if that's not the first play of every game, it's one of the first few of every game. Sure. So it just seemed like that so when you, and when you have a DC like Venables, um, a defensive mind head coach, but de- essentially the coordinator of the, of the defense, like Venables, those kind of things are pretty easy to prepare for. And so while there was some exciting, great things that they did kind of throw out little wrinkles, mm-hmm. I didn't see anything that a really good DC couldn't, wouldn't, be would, wouldn't see on film. Sure. So that, that helps. I mean, when you, when you first two drives or two interceptions, those, I mean, it was tough. Yeah. Look, oh, you came out, they had all the momentum. They were ready. They came ready to play for this. Um, and, and again, I've, I've got to say, you know, you're talking about the play where we sling out and it's a little pop out to, to Brooks and Brooks typically can get the jump. I think that's where we saw some of maybe JT's injury flare in its head a little mm-hmm. bit. His blocks weren't quite there. And for that to work, you've got to have your tight end wide and your wide receivers out there really pushing guys around. Yeah. And that just didn't happen on that play. Um, speaking of that, I think that's one of the things that we would obviously be remiss not to talk about is the line of scrimmage on both sides. Um, I felt not their best day on either side. Right. Um, I felt OU was really dominant on, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, we were struggling to open lanes for our guys. You know, Jay Brooks still ended up statistically with a great game that the right. kids still running hard. And again, I'm, I'm not saying and you were got his stuff together yeah, and, and had 19 receptions with which means, record. Yes. Which yeah. the receiver stepped up for him. They did. They stepped up for him and started catching seed pass for sure. Yeah. Um, when it really mattered, yours was driving the ball and, and we were doing well, but it felt a bit like our O-line was getting pushed around. Um, Mm-hmm. It and you know we talked about this a little bit. It seemed you you bring up Venables. Our O line stunts pretty well, um, and it's it, but OU came ready for that, and we didn't have the answer and didn't adjust quite where we needed to. Now again, the injury at center exactly majors going out early everything. changed everything. We weren't able to run, and again that communication comes in. Mm-hmm. Injury at center, you know, majors goes out, but then we also please note like Hudson's still out, Ross is still out. So we still were struggling um in that sense. Again, I'm not gonna use this, I'm not gonna use the word excuse, but it is understandable with three of your starters. Well, two of your starters and two one guy starters, that gets a right. lot of rotation out, you're gonna see some issues there, right? But that definitely played to OU's advantage and they took advantage of it. I mean, again, defensively they were ready. Now all that being said, Texas still ended up with what 567 yards, I think it was, of total offense. I mean, we still rolled, we still moved. So if, if we're going to talk about the positive, even after the turnovers, we we turned the ball over three times. Even after that, even after getting to the red zone, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Not capitalizing in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Even after all of these things, you know, the the offensive miscues, the penalties, more penalties than we've had all season. Even after all of these things, we were still in a position to win against a good OU team at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. And ultimately we didn't capitalize. So if I, if, again, if I'm going to seek that silver lining, despite playing a really, I won't say really poor game, but despite a lot of miscues on Texas's part, we were still in a position to win this game. We, we just didn't execute. Yes. How did it feel from your perspective? Again, from, you know, I can talk about it in the Cotton Bowl, but you had a better eye with certain things. And and I really didn't have that great of a view because um, it, 
you know, when, you, when you're streaming, it gets caught lagged, it gets sure. caught, you know, <laughs> I, I was trying to like, how is this feeling live? Like watching it, um, it, it felt like we, okay, so like, well, let's get into the red zone. Like we talked about that. Like, you know, and Sark said in his presser, they got into the red zone three times and came away with three points. Yeah, that's... Uh- and which would be fine if you were holding the other team to no yeah. points in the red zone, but they were dropping touchdown after touchdown in the red zone. And you can't, you can't swap that. Right. And, and the, you know, the, the play calling Sark himself admitted he didn't put them in the best. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't like everybody's saying, Oh, when he was in Alabama, he was just in his bag against Kansas uh, Baylor. He was, it just it, like the play calling was just creative and moving and confusing. And, and this one, it didn't feel, didn't feel like you're right the play calling he wasn't in his bag right like, you know he wasn't just on fire with the play calling and um after a while it got going but it just felt like in this game which we talked about before everything's about momentum huge right. momentum swings um if you that blocked punt for the which was great the block the block punt for the touchdown I felt like, okay, here's our chance to gain momentum and get some excitement back. And just every time I felt like they were reaching for some momentum, it just did. It just yeah. didn't come. It felt like everything was going OU's way. It did. It did. And I will say, uh, again, we've talked about this. There were which multi- they created. They they, did. Fo- they forced that. There were multiple opportunities. Yeah. One thing that really stuck out to me that was frustrating as hell. You brought up a couple points. Okay. I got a few things. I got oh, a lot yeah, to get on my chest it. here. So. Um, that red zone. Okay. Let's talk about that. We had four tries within the four yard line to punch it in. And we walked away with zero points. That absolutely cannot happen. What the absolute F happened there again, Venables was ready. Their defense was ready. Our line wasn't opening up gaps. And I think this was a combination of position. Again, we're, we're missing a few guys. OU is, is hyped and ready, but the scheming, the scheming was so predictable at this point. And, and it's, I, I am still at a loss for words, which is problematic when you have a show, <laughs> right? Uh, how the fuck do Too you, I'm sorry, sorry if there's kiddos listening, Too but how the absolute fuck are you an offense as potent as we are within the four yard line? But are we potent? We are. I mean, really, if you look at we the, have moments where we spark potency, but are we all gas, no breaks? Yeah, I think we still are. I just think this game wasn't wasn't it didn't show that again. We weren't to me. We weren't playing our game. I will say again, the, the red zone issues looking at this within this game, Texas, Texas did not, did not convert. We haven't been converting. I'm looking for the numbers here. Um we converted on only five of 11 trips. So we've only converted five of 11 trips into touchdowns, right? Over the season, uh, we converted 24 red zone trips to just 11 touchdowns. That's, that's not great. No, but that's, that's not what I'm great. saying that when we, you know, go ahead. But again, you're, you're asking like, is it all gas, no breaks? The thing is we're scoring from outside of the red zone, which is awesome. We've got defense that can score. We've got, you know, the scoop and scores are great. But the red zone itself, like to be a truly elite team, we've got to fix our red zone problems. And again, mm-hmm. I, I, I've watched this over. I've, I've played this over in my head. I still can't tell if this is a we didn't show up ready or a play calling was lacking or injuries. I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of all three, right? But how do you Showing not, ready, though, is, is how do you not show right up ready? Play- 
place. Right. And being, being, well, and being then prepared the to adjust. Right. And then the mentality too. But how do you not get up for the biggest game? You know, Sark said, I need to do a better job of getting my, changing what I do to get my guys ready, going into the game, prepping my guys for the game. I think in that sense, he might be putting a little too much on his shoulders because if you can't get the fuck up for Texas OU weekend as a player, yeah. I, I don't know that that's on the coach, right? Now, maybe being prepared for what is coming their way, it, that that's definitely on the coaches. But like I said, I just feel like we we were a little flat. We weren't hyped. But it felt like that from a player perspective. It felt like that on a coaching perspective. We just weren't. We, we didn't have that swag that we had going into Alabama, right? We didn't have that kind of shimmy on our shoulders, like ready to play and at, knowing how this was going to go. At some point we have to, I mean, this, the, the numbers are what we are. We've only gotten into the four, we've only had 40 points in one game mm-hmm. and everything's 30, 37, 34, 31, 38, 30. It's, See, it's not like Texas is some, which we thought we would be. We thought we would we'd be this year with all the weapons on offense and a really strong offensive line, an experienced offensive line, mm-hmm. and you know talent at receivers, more depth. We with all of those things, I would think that only I would think that there would be more than thirty three, thirty four ish points per game average. When there's there's other schemes and teams and players. There's other programs out there to just putting up the point. And yeah, but they're what, playing different kinds of competition too. I, I don't I mean, know. Look, I, at, look at Oregon, look at USC, look at even freaking Notre Dame probably averages more points. I'm mean, just saying like, there's, there's, I would think with all the pieces Texas has and with the offensive mind of Sark, what, what's, what's happening that it just doesn't, the, the points aren't coming together. Yeah. I, again, it's that, that execution in the red zone seems to be the problem. It, Which tech teams now bend don't break on Texas, and they said that just keep hold him, hold, let him give him what you want in the middle, which is what Texas is taking, but just get him inside the twenty, and you got him. I look, I, I, I still, that's that's working. I it worked for this past game. It hasn't been working before. Again, the red zone has been a problem for Texas for a right. few games. And we've talked about red yeah. zone's been a problem this yeah. season. Which no teams question. know now. But yeah. Texas still has the ability to score. Texas is still scoring. Texas still lights up and and comes on, right? I just think this we do. We've got to figure out what is the key. What is that little piece that we're missing because it feels like we're right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think we're going to learn a lot about this team after the bye week. How do we recover? Who do we get back? How do we Yes. do we show up pissed off? to every single game. I the, My biggest concern right now with Texas is falling back into the pattern that we've done in the past. Texas has been the playing up or down to their competition team for a while now. Mm-hmm. And this year we haven't, we haven't done that. My question, my, my fear, my concern is, do we revert to that kind of, because again, our next game is at U of H. We're playing. We've got a week off to well, be pissed we off played up to and sit on it. You know, I get it. But I'm saying now that we've taken the, the first loss of the season, are we going 
do we have that fire in our bellies mm -hmm. to get up after a disappointing loss to get up and absolutely beat the dog shit out of a really bad University of Houston team? It's a yeah. sold out crowd again. Of course. This I think that will be very telling into has this team actually changed when the chips are down? How do we respond? Can we stay up? Can we keep that mentality that every game is a championship game? Because ultimately that's our goal, right? right. I think that's going to be really telling with this team after this bye week and, and how we respond. Right. So before we move on to the defense, let's, there are some positives. Absolutely. There are some positives in this offense. Even when they sputter, they are still, like we said, accumulating pretty amazing stats. Um, Jonathan Brooks now the top power five mm -hmm. running back. Number two in the nation. Yeah, number two in the nation, but number one power, power five. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jay Witt. How bad did oh, he, he want this game? game? How bad did he want this game? We talked about that. He he was our 100-plus yard receiver this mm -hmm. weekend. So there mm -hmm. there was some positives of the players really putting in some effort and trying to lead this team. Agreed. Well, and look, I want to give yours his flowers, too, because he this kid, with as much scrutiny as he's gotten and as much shit-talking as Texas fans have put on him and the national media – like. He is growing up in front of our eyes. He's mm -hmm. made leaps and bounds, differences, changes, and growth from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. And I still would argue game to game. He's got that mentality like this is his team. He is leading his team. Now, I'm frustrated, and I 100% put this on coaches and coaching. That last drive where Texas was driving, mm -hmm. why were we snapping the ball with 10 so seconds much left? Time. So much time. I mean, I was losing, and I apologize if there were kids That's like around me. That's why we left them too much time. I was screaming. Exactly. I, I looked at a stat. Had Texas waited to snap the ball on their drive, even if we walked away with just the three points, had Texas waited until there was one or two seconds left on the clock to snap the ball, we would have scored, and OU would have gotten the ball with something like 10 seconds left right. and no and no timeouts. That to me was a critical, critical game management mismanagement yes. of the game from our our coaching staff, which frankly is inexcusable. There's just not I can understand not being in your bag, not having your perfect play calling game, but that's just fundamental shit. You and don't he talks about he wouldn't have changed what he did. That I don't understand. That is frustrating. Again, you don't you don't leave the time on the board especially in a game this close against a rival, even if you trust against your it, defense, even if don't do it. Right. And, and we'll get into the trusting the defense too. I just don't understand. That's mind boggling to me. And the response, I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. You know that I wouldn't have changed anything. Well, shit. Are you sure about that? Cause you could have never could have drastically changed yeah. the outcome. Yeah. You, you just don't leave that time on, especially when we had all of our timeouts, they had none it just, it didn't make any kind of sense to me. Um, watching that. And that's frankly, probably the most frustrating aspect of this, despite all of the problems, despite the miscues, we still had it, had the opportunity and it, something and as simple. And took the lead. Right. With, we'll, we'll talk a minute, about special teams yeah. in a minute, but yeah. let's get, let's, let's talk about the defense since we're talking yeah. about giving up that yeah. last let's, play. So Texas goes down, they score. We, we drive well, again, it would have been nice to walk away with more than three, but we went ahead. We're good. We're now, what happened? Despite us, you know, we gave a, we gave a lot of time on the clock. What happened? I mean, that was a methodical, as methodical of a drive down the field. That dagger from Gabriel, that twenty yarder from Gabriel to Stoops was painful. 
So what did you see? What happened as they were just methodically driving down? Where was the Texas defense? Well, I mean, from, from what like everyone's talking about, that just they were they were trying to c- contain Dylan Gabriel earlier. He got loose. He got wide. He, I would say is even though statistically Dylan Gabriel wasn't elite statistically, he did have a good quarterback. He's, a he was good. Narrative. His team, his team followed him. His team was mm-hmm. inspired by him. He made key plays with his feet when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have the best throws throughout the game, but when he needed them the most, he hit them. And so because he was a threat all game with his feet, when Jalen Ford did come up and respect the run, then he goes over him right and he hits Stoops. And then there's the speed. By that point, the tempo that they had played the entire game, was it was too much. Our guys were tired, couldn't sub. We have talented depth. We have talented depth. But when you play that tempo, just like Texas used to do to a lot of teams for a while, when you play that tempo, they can't sub. They're, they're confused. Their hands are on their hips, and then they got to go. It all adds up. So when you, by the time you're in the last minute of the game, you get stuff like that. Well, look, and I, I'm glad that you brought that up. If I had to pick one thing that I am the most pissed about this whole game, OU played a hurry-up offense. All season. The entire game. <laughs> all season long. Yeah. How were we so unprepared for that tempo? How are we, how is the, and, and I'll say this, and this is probably still a lot of my rage talking. Texas looked completely flat-footed against an up-tempo team. When they were in that hurry up and they were going, 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 we didn't know what we were doing. How this felt, I, I hate to be this Normally I'm about the one like that's all stressed out. <laughs> I hate to be this time. About I'm it. like this time. I'm trying to look for the positives, <laughs> and Megan's like, "Let's go." But, well, look, I just yeah, no, keep with, it real with where we are in the season, and you know, I love this staff. Mm-hmm. I'm not the the fan. I will never. And I still believe in all of them. I do too. I do too. And and I from day one. I mean, I've I've been cheerleaders for them for a long when time. I wasn't in yet. Yes. But this game, I do not understand how you show up unprepared for a speed an, an up tempo offense from OU. I, I just, it felt like, and again, I think this lends itself. You saw it in the beginning. I said, look, it feels like we're flat coming out. That's exactly it. Like Texas just felt like they were kind of watching the game happen versus having that urgency of like, oh shit, let's go, let's go. Mm. That again, yeah. I think this is probably some of my in the game rage yeah. still talking here, but I would, I would only counter that by saying, so yes, of course on the first script, OU, every team should go down and get points on your script, first script or two that that's understandable, especially when they had been saving this, you know, ready for this game. They came out on fire. Always the first one. That's fine. I think the issue, and then there was a, there was a few times where they got OU off the field overall in most of the game, they had held them to 27 points, right? You would think if Texas is averaging 35 ish and you can hold them under 30, that's a win for Texas, a win in cover. Right. So I, I, even if the game plan was to keep them under 30, um, which the defense has been able to do even to Alabama on the road, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can see that that was could have been the plan. Like give a little, get you felt get it off was... the field. They got off the field in spurts and in, in times. I don't think I don't know. I wouldn't say that they were just not at all prepared for the tempo, but actually having to play against it 
is different than practicing with and the scout team has been amazing and the scout team has prepared them for every game but maybe the scout team doesn't run the tempo the way See, I, you can't how do you practice against one of the fastest offenses in the country i don't know that i agree with that though okay because texas texas is capable of doing that like again there were times that we were just dilly-dallying when ou wasn't ready and we're taking our sweet time right and then when we needed it the most you know i i just okay i struggle with the concept that a, a team the quality the caliber of texas can't prepare for an up-tempo team and a hurry-up offense. You do those two-minute drills. You have those minute drills. You have the – I mean, you do that no matter what, and especially when it matters the most, right? But it felt like, to me, the whole game, Texas just wasn't – just wasn't prepared. Dialed in. They weren't dialed in. They weren't prepared for this – this the pace that OU set. And we better be damn ready for it from here on out because, clearly, that's how you beat Texas. You know, you're, we're going to see that from teams from here on out. They're going to try it now again. No, not no, every, no not every team can just start running. Agreed. Tempo. Agreed. They, and no takes, disrespect yeah, to the rest of the teams. It has to be a, something you do. Yeah. And no disrespect to the rest of the teams on, on our, our schedule. But frankly, I mean, OU was very clearly from this point was, was the best team that we will face for the rest of the season until we see them again in December. I'm confident that will happen. I'm confident it's going to be a Texas OU rematch. Um, okay. But but I do, but I do, you know, we we've got to be ready for that. I think this is we put a lot on film and uh they're gonna come at us with with some speed. And I think PK has got to adjust his game. Um well, I think we still had um some individual solid individual performances. Absolutely. Sweat. We, there was there was still some really good stuff. Um but I would like to give a, a special shout out to the youngins that went out Let's there and do played. It. I'm here with, for it. With, especially with Catalan going out um, with the injury and then Watts not getting to play. What a crucial, crucial loss Watts was. Absolutely. Um, but we got to see Derek Williams. We got to, well, we've seen him earlier throughout the season, but he got Stepped to really up. play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Muhammad with the, with the getting in there on that block. Well, um, the, uh, being the one that got the touchdown, right? right? Like landed on the ball. He was up there in the, right in the right spot. And Anthony Hill. Ant Hill. Look, I have to talk about this for the amount of flack I've gotten yes, on Twitter from this. Look, that that was some grown ass man football when Ant Hill took Tywee Walker and literally picked him up, stopping the Ford momentum and picking him up and literally placing a grown ass man that was running. Sorry, we've got the pups like right outside. If y'all can hear him uh, picking a grown ass man up, that's running and physically placing him, depositing him in a separate location. Ant Hill is going to be a beast. And any, any OU flip, all OU fans gotten their feels about that. No, oh, it's, Oh, he still got, you know, so many yards and da-da-da. yeah, he did. But Ant Hill did where he was positioned. He made the stop. He did what he had to do. And I don't care who you are, what team you play for. Anytime a grown man can stop an object that is in motion, physically stop it, pick it up and deposit it in a separate place. Who loat? That was yeah. some grown and, ass. And as there. long as um, Sooner fans can keep tweeting that photo of Case McCoy getting flung around <laughs> in a game they lost, yeah. then well, we, we, brag about we, that. Can, we can show the Ant Hill. Yeah, absolutely. The move. That was that was a beast. Ant Hill had a great game. Now, yeah, again, I don't think that any of our players played 
their absolute best in this game. We had some great individual performances as there a whole. To be work, to work the on. ceiling is high. Again, yes. and, and I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm saying that like I am so hopeful. Like mm -hmm. you said, we had these young players. You know, David Bendis stepped up real well. Like we had, you know, Jalen Ford, who's been a beast for us all season, didn't necessarily have his best game. But the ceiling is so high for everyone that right. we've got on this team. And they'll get an opportunity to avenge. Yeah. Avenge. Yeah. Look, I, I'm 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 hoping for that. I'm feeling for that. Now, I will say, again, I am not a blame the refs person. And the argument here is that, well, Big 12 hates both Texas and OU because we're leaving. I think there's still a little bit more spiciness against Texas than OU. There were some critical missed calls. Again, the Texas, one where they decapitated Worthy. Yeah, took his head off. No at, call at the goal line and reviewed it quite often, quite large. That never got called. And now the problem is you can't retroactively call an unsportsmanlike. You can't retroactively. But the ref who was who the was line right, judge. Yeah, he was right in the position, staring to right at him. Call where he was down. Yeah. Yet missed, how does that happen? Yet missed his helmet being ripped off. Well, and then there That's was a fine. frustration too with the the pass interference. There was a huge pi that was a no call for OU. You know, mm -hmm. on us it would have. We were on a scoring drive, um, and then of course in a critical moment towards the end of the game they call pass interference on Texas. So look, we you should have been ambitious. You got to right. play above it. Yeah. We, know that the, we know that the refs are not going to be doing Texas any favors at, in any game. We got to put ourselves in a position that no matter what, we're not relying on mm -hmm. calls or no calls to, to make that play. But yeah, a lot of holding going on. Uh, it was, it was, that was a really frustrating, frustrating aspect of the game for sure. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, overall, though, I'm excited. Like we said about the youth, I'm excited yeah, about absolutely. It, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. We're agreed. Listen, we're back and it's coming. The, yeah. <laughs> I, I will still stick to that. We, you know, we we're said back. this, we caught some flack. I, this I Texas think we're, team, we're still a top 10 team. Absolutely. If you, if I had told you, and we'll talk about state of the program in a bit, but if I had told you right now, we'd be five and one. Yeah. I'd take it. Like I'm happy. This is progress still. Listen, and I'll still I'll, on track for all rant about season. Texas fans and yes, 11 win season. But Sal agreed. Right. We, we saw your comment, the too conservative. I agree wholeheartedly. I think we are too conservative, both on offense and defensive play calling. Um, PK got real vanilla. That bend don't break was basically all bending until you're doing what the OU drum major does and touch that damn feather on the <laughs> behind. Cause you're bent over backwards so much. It, it felt, it felt, yeah, it was definitely too conservative. Um, but I do think, yeah, th there is a lot to be hopeful for. And, yes. and last year, the 49 to nothing, that was a crazy game. That was something that wasn't anticipated. It was a crazy game. This game is always unpredictable. We know that. It's a rivalry mm -hmm. game. It's Texas OU. Throw the stats out. Throw the, throw the favorites Doesn't out. Matter. And again, everything was. Crazy. Now, I will say, Rocky, you have the closest prediction. So of the score. Of, yeah, I, the I score. didn't pick the right winner. But. Yeah, you picked Texas to win 38 to 30. I was hoping Texas would come in and really take over in the second half. I, I had predicted 42-24. And if way they off could on have my part. gotten a few things going earlier. We could have been there. Maybe. Could have, should have, would have. Could have, should have, would have. Right? And maybe that'll be the score of the of the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to that. We'll All right. Hold so that, let's let's move on to special teams. Absolutely. So that has been a an issue <laughs> for the program for the last Past few, few weeks. Yeah, yeah, the last few games. And rightly so, going into this game, uh, Auburn had missed three of his last six kicks. He There was some 
muffed handling of kickoffs and punts by multiple players by multiple yeah by experienced players that we've trusted in in big games before so just unlike them unlike auburn and they we we knew that they could get this fixed and they worked on it. And like Sark always says, you get what you emphasize. So apparently they had been emphasizing only special teams. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, they were, I'm just kidding. But they emphasized it and it got fixed. Crucial, big kicks, even the one to take the lead with 40 something seconds left, whatever it was. Um, even the one to take the lead was Auburn, a huge kick. He made all his kicks in the game. The punting was great. The, like Sark said, they do need to get more on these returns. The opportunities are there and the athletes are there to get more on these returns, kick and, and punt returns. And that's missing. There's no Deshaun Jameson right now. Right. Um, I mean, we have Worthy, but there's just not enough consistent. I still don't love Worthy back there. I know, I know, I know. He's He's got the speed. He's got the hands. He's got the talent. But, you know, we talked about this with Quan. I think people in front of him need to help him out more. I don't think that's the problem. We, we talked about this. Because he walks and he runs right into a wall. There's nothing. Yeah, where That's you vision. Go? That's vision. Even the best punt returners, you've got to have, have – somebody needs to make somewhere I, for you to take off through. I don't disagree, but I th- I don't think that's where these problem. I think – I think it's part of it. Q brought this up when we were talking with him a couple weeks ago. I really feel that – that Worthy's still too much in his head. He's anticipating too much and overthinking what to do because he hasn't necessarily been our return guy for a long time. You see that with the muff punts. You see that with the, you know, you're saying he's running in. I think he's just not seeing his lanes clearly. I think he's overthinking it. And again, look, I I understand you want to put your best skill position player in the best position to, to let you win, but I'm still not. I didn't like Worthy there from game number one against Rice. No, you I still don't like him there. Who else would you put there? I, I not Worthy. I, we've got I some speedsters. We, Look, do you think eventually maybe they'll give like Trey Cook? Yeah, get, give get, Trey Wisner. Get Cook back there. Get Trey Wisner an opportunity back there. We'll see. Uh, you know, we've got guys that Sark's not changing it midseason. No, and, but uh, I still unless don't love he it. really, really, really has to, and as of now, he still doesn't really have to, and. But we're still talking about, you know, Sark brought this up in his presser as well. We're still not capitalizing. We've got too much talent, too much speed, too, too good a hand. But even when it's Keelan and Jay Witt back there for to not to not score. Like I just it's just not clicking. And I'm of the mindset, especially in your bye week, especially in your bye week, try some new shit. If it's Mm -hmm. not working, what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? I we still I'm not one for pulling players out too early. You got to let them develop, but we're halfway through the season now, man. Yes. And, and Auburn has looked a lot better. We, we had, uh, listen, our special teams played great in the sense we had the block kick and we got a, a sportsman like after that. Oh, right. I'll take it. I'll take 15 yards for seven <laughs> points. Right. Look, we yeah. we're doing the right things. We're making adjustments where we need to except both. I just feel that that, I, again, I love Worthy. I love him as a player. Love him as a receiver. Think he's incredible for Texas. I just don't think he's. I just don't love him back there. I just yeah, don't love him. I, I would like to look kids. at where he ranks. Um, and I'm going to put this in my notes to check. Where is he ranking nationally in yards per return? And where is he ranking compared to other Texas players who've who've returned in the last five ten years? I mean, if we're having the highest paid special teams coordinator in the country, I would think we would have we would be one of the top return. You would think, but we, we would we still we would be scheming up 
some really good returns. But we, we are scheming up some crazy good punt blocks. That's <laughs> no, yes. this one. Listen, well, we had Keelan Robinson was amazing last year on field goal attempts or block kicks and things, and we just hadn't had that much. And then boom! Right, but the time that was amazing. The timing was great. Yeah, that was amazing. So, and again, in a game like this where the momentum is everything, that was a huge shift. And and that's why I think that unsportsmanlike hurt so much because we had just had this great momentum shift. We were doing wonderfully. And then, oh, you get the kick in the nuts where you've got a 15-yard back. Amo agrees with you. Yeah, listen, I, that's what I'm saying. it. We talked about this. Give Cook a chance. We talked about this with Quan Cosby. We talked about this. I've, I've been bitching about it all season, frankly. Mm -hmm. yes, I just Megan has. I just think, I think that's absolutely it. Worthy's just, I think he's in his head too much. And maybe take that responsibility off him for a little bit. Let him get other things straight. Let him get his groove back elsewhere. And then maybe plug him back in. But I, I, again, Cook, he's a speedster, man. Mm -hmm. Like Trey Wisner, that kid's hungry. Like he's, I, we're not sitting That's there. A, it, of course, you wouldn't do it in the Cotton Bowl no, the first time. But that is huge pressure and a game changer in every game. So, yes, eventually, because Worthy is probably moving. I mean, he has the opportunity to move on to the NFL this year right. if he chooses. So they're going to need someone else anyway. So yeah, it, it might it, be smart to start letting it. I don't know. We'll again, see. they got to prepare someone else to do it in game. It's a bye week. We have the opportunity. I I just feel, and again, man, I love Worthy. I'm not knocking the kid. It just, we all. It, it just doesn't feel like this is where his heart is at, and it's just not quite clicking there for him. So I'm I'm not opposed. I I just don't love him there, and I'm not opposed to getting somebody else back, especially in a bye week when you've got two weeks to prep and two weeks to get those reps in. Why Let's not? talk about it. It is the bye week. It is halfway through the season. Um, so the great time for the injuries, Catalan, Sanders. <laughs> Never a great time uh, for an injury. No, for, but... to help help heal those injuries Absolutely. and hopefully get some of these players healthy. And if they can, back. The good thing is Houston next game up isn't the isn't a world beater. They're not <laughs> it's not a game where we're How does competing. Dana Holgerson still have a job. Uh, do you want me to say it? I do. Say it. I'm not going to say no, it. No, say it. Come on. That's what we're here for. Because some men are allowed to fail well, over yeah. and over, and others yeah. are not. I know what you mean by some men. <laughs> um, anyway, what I was going to say is the um, – the, see, maybe – I know. I took yeah. you off. Sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> no. We have time for the injuries, to to address the injuries, get people healthy, but we don't need everyone to be 100% right away if there are still some players like Sanders or Catalan or um, Hudson that need that extra week it's a great time to get the depth and let mm -hmm. some, the other players play. Houston is, will, will fight. They will, they will compete, but it should be a game that Texas handles. And the game time was announced 3 PM Yeah, for that. Not this Saturday, of course, next Saturday, the 21st. So in at Houston. So that will be, um, this will be a good time for the bye week but let's talk about, and I'll let you go first. Uh, we start making our way almost to happy hour. It's almost four o'clock. I, I have surprises for you. French, French surprises. French. Surprise, I'll say. Surprise. Um, like oh, my French was actually pretty good this week. I'm I was going to tell you. Okay, so anyway, um, tell me what you think. We are six games in. Yeah. We still have a few games to play. One or two. Yeah. Six, six more games guaranteed. <laughs> and I gave you a little schedule here, what we have left. Let's yeah. just start with where do you think the program is now? Um, just we'll jump into it. Okay. Yeah. Listen, is despite my despite my incessant bitching 
<laughs> this entire time so far. Sorry about that, y'all. I, I really am normally a very positive Usually, ray of really sunshine. Positive. Um, I still feel really good about where we're at and really okay. good about Texas as a whole. We're on the right track. And I I hate nothing more than fans at that who at the first sign of adversity, fire everybody. We're terrible. This we're not there. No. Listen, watching this program come in from five and seven and then go eight and what was eight and four. Like, look, we are making steady progress. I will reiterate this again, as much as it chaps my ass that we lost this game and the way that we lost this game, we were still in a position. We played our absolute worst game of the season, in my opinion, and we're still in a position to win within the final seconds of the game. Mm -hmm. We've got to figure out how to get over that hump. We've got to figure out how to not turtle and get conservative. But Texas is still in a great position. We are five and one. You said this earlier. If you would ask me a couple years ago how I would feel if we were five and one at this point in the season, I'd be ecstatic. It's been a minute since we were five and zero. Exactly. To start a season. So I'm not like now Texas has gone on some runs and then had a rough second half of the season, but mm-hmm. this team is so fundamentally different and light years beyond where those teams were. Right. Mentally, we're in a better place. Coaching, we're in a better place. Talent, we're in a better place. And I really think culture, we're in a better place. Now, I said this earlier. I'm going to keep saying it. How Texas responds after this kind of painful loss to a hated rival where we're going to hear it. And listen, coach said, I want to let him sit on this for a little bit. I want to let this sting a little bit. And I love hearing that. I love hearing that. You got to hate losing. There are times you've got to hate losing more than you love winning. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that with multiple, you know, Baber says it, Mm -hmm. Juan says it. Any player that is played (laughs) at the next level that has played for championships, you have to hate losing more than you love winning. And I think this might look, I don't know that I'm quite sunshiny enough to say this is a good thing. That we lost, that like a gut check, that would be all coping. No, That's too much coping yeah, for no, me. No, it's not a good thing they lost. That's too much coping for me. But I will say this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. To like, you know, Chip said this earlier on the show, on a show, you gotta let that acid sit in your belly. You gotta have that fire. And I think having this bye week to really marinate in the things that we could have done better, the missed opportunities, the miscues having a bye week to marinate in that and really let that soak in. Listen, we've been talking about embracing the hate. Mm -hmm. I want our team to still embrace the hate in this. We got to hate losing, embrace that, feel that, get that fire going. Embrace the hate of losing too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I still see great things. I still, I said this earlier, I'm going to say it now. I assuredly will say this towards the end. I still believe Texas is going to be in the big 12 championship. That is the goal for this season. You know, we I think we got a little distracted, a little head in the clouds with all this national media attention about Texas being in the college playoffs. And look, I'm I'm not ready to say that we're that team yet. I'm not ready. We're, we obviously have some things to work on. I am ready to say we are 100 percent in the best position to still play. I, not the best position. We'd be in the best position if we'd won, but we are still in a great position. We're still in the, yeah. And we it's still on the table. It's still on the table. We still control our own destiny. I feel good about this team. 
and I feel good about the culture that has changed and shifted and built and the guys are playing for each other next to them. And I, I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel good. And right again, CB, we've got to run the table. Um, West Virginia needs to lose because right now they are ahead of us. They're, they're two and O in conference play. Um, but West Virginia still has a lot of football left too. Now they're a big surprise. Did you see West Virginia being two and O at this point in, in conference, conference play? Nobody thought they would be this good right now with, yeah, we'll, we'll, when we make our predictions, we'll talk about it later. But their only loss was at Penn State early. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody's going to lose at Penn State right now. <laughs> tough, but um, tough place to play. They, yeah, so like like CB said, that it could be West, if West Virginia keeps handling their business. It could be OU West Virginia, and Texas has no say in it because anymore because we don't play West Virginia this year. So West Virginia still has uh, Houston, Oklahoma State, UCF, Win, win, win. BYU, Oklahoma, win. Cincinnati, oh, so they're gonna settle that. and Baylor left. Look, there's still... Y'all better cheer for Oklahoma to win that. But yeah. even then, it's going to... How are they going to have this tiebreaker with all these one-loss teams? Oklahoma would be in because they would have wins oh, against oh, both. Oh, yeah. OU's in, for yeah, sure. But it's, we need we to, really need West Virginia to lose two more. Texas needs... Yeah, for it and to be... Texas needs to win. Zero out. question. But look, there's still a lot of ball left to be played. Yes. Texas is still in a position... Our, our schedule is lining up nicely with who we have left. We've got K-State, BYU, and Texas Tech at home. Right. Right. And then we're playing on the road at Houston and Iowa State. Like, I'm not – and TCU. TCU is – TCU is the one I picked as a loss before the season. They can always – again, like Daryl Royal like to say, TCU is the cockroaches, right? They, they're something that can – they can. it's a team right now that can fall in – to a nice, a nice little season going on and mess everything up. But again, depending on how Texas responds, I still, Texas is the best team in every game that we have left on our, in our, in our schedule. They should, they'll be favored for sure. in every game. Zero left. question. We'll yeah. be favored, but we're still the best team. I, you're not going to convince me that any of the other teams that we have left to play are better than Texas on any given day, period. No, but also I would have thought, Texas is, you know, 85 it was better than OU's. And and, and look, I, something that really pissed a lot of people off, you know, we'll talk about Josh Pate. He came on and, and angered, you know, everybody in the state of Oklahoma saying that Texas is still a better team. And if they were, the, it's, they're still a better power team. And if they were to play again today, Texas would still be favored. Look, that's where I think, and that's absolutely right. Texas had a lot of miscues. Again, credit to OU. They played lights out. They came prepared. They executed. They played lights out. Texas didn't. And we still were very close in this game. We've got to get those it things cleaned theirs. up. Yeah. It was it theirs. Was, it was still a winnable game. It was Texas's game. game. It was still a winnable game. That they gave away. But I also think OU kept taking it away from Texas. It they was, were prepared. As yeah. much as people want to say Texas kept giving it away, I think OU kept taking it away from Texas. All right. So one more thing that I'll tell you. I think it's whenever we grade something, it needs to be against some kind of rubric, some kind of standard. And I think let's go that, by. That's far too reasonable. Rubric, okay. I think we should go by the rubric far that the standard that Texas is themselves set which was play for a championship this season and that is still like we just said the math is still there and so as as much as everybody wants to just panic because yes this was a winnable game yes they made too many mistakes they there's things to clean up and fix that they could have been that could have been a win sure right all right so it is four o'clock <laughs> it is uh we'll have a quick 
thank you to a sponsor. And then I'm gonna sh I have surprises for Megan. Oh yay. yay. Fun. Fun. All right. Love so it. So we are, I got to tell you, I need a freaking oil change in the Bronco right now. I've been driving a little too far without it. And uh, I think we, I think I know just the place we can go. Oh yeah. Just you have a Ford. Go. You can go to Covert. All right. Covert Auto Group. <laughs> Thank you for uh, supporting Texas Sports Unfiltered, which includes Fire the Cannon with Megan and Rocky. All right. So <laughs> Covert Auto Group is a family owned group of automotive dealerships that has served the greater Austin area for over a hundred years. It is the team at Auto, Covert Auto Group has been committed to providing customers with a high quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, as well as outstanding customer service and satisfaction. So if you need to go get your oil change, maybe you should go there. Beautiful so, waiting rooms. Beautiful oh, it was really rooms. nice. We went and visited yep. Riverside. Um, so check out Covert B Cave. B Cave. Bee Cave, not BK. Um, there's 42 <laughs> acres in the beautiful hill country located in B Cave, Texas. Covert Bee Cave has three new state-of-the-art dealerships that service Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And they have Covert Ford and Covert Ford Lincoln in, and Ford and Chevy and Hutto. So covertbeecave.com. Go there for all the inventory and specials and stop by and see them. Love it. Going to pop in. That was a big old mess. I, I'll tell you, yeah, I, I traveled for 22 hours yesterday, so I can't speak <laughs> today. Did great. But now I have it's happy hour, so I, we have a surprise. Thank you, Richard. Richard's Thank always you. the bartender. I love, I love how we just have magic drinks floating in from they float in from Richard. We'll we'll get you on Cheers, camera one Richard. day, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate so you. This is Cheers. called Kir Royale. Oh. Spelled K I R Royale. Nice. Okay, like taste royale it. I want you to cheese. taste it, and then I want to yeah, like right. Kir Royale, and I'll tell you all about it. Ooh, that doesn't suck. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Okay, so it's made oh. with creme. Creme de cassis, which mm -hmm. is uh, blackberry currant, mm -hmm. um, kind of like the it's ones up. that they mix with the ciders and make those stink snake bite blacks. Are, mm, have you ever had that? Are we drinking OU red drinks? As no, no, penance? no. Yeah, sure. Cheers, OU. They won the game. <laughs> no, this is just a French game, a French drink. It. So if you if you watch Emily in Paris. In season three, I don't, but apparently Peyton Manning. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> go watch the the <laughs> SNL skit with with Peyton Manning when he talked about. Um, uh, when he talked about Emily in Paris, that was so yeah. funny. Didn't play. Yeah, he, we'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to oh, it. we'll get to those things in a second. So this was um, a drink that they started drinking in season three. And people were like, how does she wait till three seasons to know that they have this drink in, in, in France? But well, it's really good. It's so it's creme, creme de cassis with champagne. So it's basically black cherry, currant, and blackberry, blackberry not yeah. cherry. I think it's blackberry. Okay, currant and Champagne. Yes. So you can make different versions with champagne. From the champagne you region do, of France. Sorry, I have to. I oh, have I know. I have to champagne. <laughs> this is actually sparkling wine because I did not buy. I, From the champ champagne. Champagne a little too dry for me. Yeah. But you can do it with Prosecco. Mm -hmm. um, you can do it with Cava, which is the Italian, I mean, the Spanish sparkling. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they're all good. And you can do Chambord. You can do any of the berry liqueurs. But this is a Quiroya. Well, I like it. Cheers. Cheers, Ben. And I have gifts for you from Paris. Oh, how fun. From France. I like it. Listen, we should do these kind of happy yeah. hours more often. I was going to save it. them for you. I love it. I appreciate so you. So first. <laughs> Y'all are, I love that like we have people watching our little like. Yeah, look what I got. Our baby <laughs> Christmas going on here. So I got you this little tray. Oh, can I serve my drink on this? Oh, you can. Watch me spill this all over myself. There we go. I don't know. Can y'all see that? I was going to show That's them. Lovely. I love it. It's awesome. So it's it's just 
pretty basic. <laughs> I have to get things that are flat. I got just some basic things shit. that are flat that I can shove. You can pack it, yeah. Shove in my backpack. I like and, and I live in a camper too. So yeah. That's like, and so this you can put like by your bedside for your rings or that. your things, or you can put it in your bathroom with your little that's perfumes fun. or soaps or, or whatever. I can serve myself tiny. Or French you can serve yourself it. tiny French drinks with tiny cookies. <laughs> and then I got you these cookies because. This, they're just little French amazing cookies. Amazing. And this is really cool. This is uh, from the grocery store now. <laughs> I love it. I grabbed a, I grabbed an extra and it's That's the because next year's the Olympics, right? In yeah. Paris. Paris oh, so 2024. It's a, That's awesome. It's a little grocery tote bag. I just went to H E B today. I should That's have... Paris 2024. I appreciate you. There you go. Thanks, friend. You're That's welcome. Awesome. I, love I had it. to bring you something. Hey, look, that positive cookies makes cookies and champagne. Cookies man. and like, a little, I'm... I mean just something i don't i'm not the biggest um souvenir buyer anymore uh, no. I, I just get a magnet and well, i used to get shot glasses now i just get a magnet because you have so many shot glasses like, i have uh, too many shot glasses all over the place so now i just get a magnet because they're three or four dollars they're flat they're this big you shove them in your inside your clothes and you bring them home instead of something bulky i love it yeah cb listen i miss h-e-b <laughs> people mock me all the time like i have friends that come to visit quite a bit and you do too from like like all around the country all around the world um, and I talk about HEB probably way too much, like more than any we normal human should. Um, and yet once they discover and experience the greatness that is HEB and all the ridiculous, I think like I've gotten you some so... great Dia de los Muertos stuff oh, from there. Yes. Look, it, I do. I love me some HEB. I Right now they have a huge Dia de los Muertos yeah, section. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things legitimately that and my obsessive love for Texas has kept me in Austin. HEB kept me in Texas best. is because of HEB. I love it. But um, so yeah, we we had a, a question on here. JTS didn't play versus OU. He did play. He did. Um, he just wasn't. We we touched base on it a little earlier. Yes, he did play. Um, it just felt like he wasn't at a hundred percent. We saw he was limited, but yeah, he, did, he was out there. He was limited and um didn't have quite as many explosive plays called his way. Um, as we've seen in the past. So right. definitely had an impact on the game. But again, he was limited, but talking was, about the upside out there. Yeah. Talking about the upside, we've got two weeks for everybody to get healthy. Um, mm, that is we, good. we do have quite a few folks out. So again, just to kind of recap, looking at the O-line alone, we've got majors Hudson and Ross out um, on defense. We're missing uh, Catalan and Watts and we've got Sanders still kind of iffy. Baxter, Baxter still looks a little iffy. I mentioned him. Um, yeah. So we def definitely some playmakers, definitely some difference makers here that I really, this bye week is going to, going to help us out quite a bit. Yes. Hopefully. So, all right. So in this hour, Megan, we're going to talk some NFL. Yep. Um, we are going to, you're mad this week, aren't you? Do I need to cope? That I'm you not, should probably that I'm not going back, back to London tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I love the, it. I forgot to tell you something about this drink. Oh, here we go. What? Before I move on, let me tell you something about this drink. So apparently during World War II, when the Nazis took all the burgundy red wine from that region, they were trying to make a version of drink that was red and like reddish flavoring. So this is so they took white wine and used black currants hmm. to make it a reddish wine. So technically, this so is where that's like kind of the foundation <laughs> of this drink. I like it. Anyway, let's uh, get a little. So then, then they started making just a refreshing. It's, really it's good. supposed to be a fall winter drink. I can see that. But I feel like it's a pretty summery. I mean, this could be nice for the summer. Anyway, it's I a like it. nice time. It's fall. Let's celebrate fall. All right. So we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit of NFL. Yep. We have our college football pickums, and we will talk about how great we did last week. <laughs> so bad. Yes. Yeah, so, some well, of us. You, yeah. Some better than others. You're you were better than me. 
I actually counted on the Aggies to come through and that was where I fell short. That's where you <laughs> should learn your lesson. <laughs> and, and then we have, of course, again, women in sports. We have mm -hmm. a story to share there. And yeah, we got a lot coming up. Yeah. And then we're going to get it off our chest and then I wrap it up. All right. Love so we, it. Still, we have a lot to talk about. Today. And, and as always, yes. And yes, Dougie B let's talk about Gunner's first TD. Listen, Gunner Helm definitely stepped up. He had a great game, really excited for where the program's going that with him. That fake punt. <laughs> Listen, if if we and had he got his knee down like if we had called the game, if Sark had been in his bag and called the game with the balls, just the that brass he balls that, that he punt. called that fake punt that early, mm -hmm. man, that would have no no contest. Texas by a million. Oh, that's man, the that kind was... of shit I want to see, especially that's all gas. Right. Especially in a rivalry game like that. Like that's where I want to see, I want to see that bravado all the way through the game. I, mm -hmm. man, yes. Thank you, Dougie B. I, I appreciate that. It gives me, see, now I got, got my little shimmy back. I got my little shimmy. I'm excited. All right, good. Yeah. There's, 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 there's some positive moments to take from that game. It wasn't all doom and gloom. We, the, the sun comes up the next it day. It did in fact come it up. It did come up. That is true. All right. That is so true. let's, let's get into the NFL for a few minutes because we do have our favorite teams. My favorite team got lost to the freaking Colts. Like, <laughs> couldn't move the ball. I know, like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh. I'm not injury, trying to laugh. Quarterback injuries and issues, and it's just even when he is playing, we stink. So let's go ahead and just for the folks at home who don't know, my team is the Titans. There you go. And we stink. <laughs> and we. Stink. My name is Rocky, and I cheer for the Titans. <laughs> Listen, you are I. I Ride or die. I want to tell you that I feel your pain and I understand yeah. you again as a lot of you guys know I grew up a Lions fan I grew up Oilers Cowboys Lions um and I always make the joke that because I have been a Lions fan for so long like at one point my team went 0 and 16 after going 4-0 in the preseason I think we should say that every yeah, time yeah very clearly 4-0 <laughs> we think we're back we think we're great we're back 0 and 16 listen Nothing anyone can say me say to me. I I actually had people get kind of pissy with me, call me a casual on Sunday because I had posted like it's not the end of the world, like Texas will be back. We're gonna learn. We're gonna grow. Let's move on. I've had people call me a casual. I'm not a casual friends. I will put my record up against anybody. But what I can say is I grew up a Lions fan, mm -hmm. so there are certain things in this world well, you that be just happy right now that though. just cannot hurt me. I am impervious to pain because of who my Lions have been for so long. And holy crap, I gotta say. Well, let me say you put a beat down on Carolina, but they are 0-5. I know, they're 0-5 now. They may challenge so the Lions for the their own 16. problem would have been if you didn't beat <laughs> Carolina. That would have True. been burn everything down. It would have, okay, but let me say this again, as somebody who's been scorned by the Lions and pained i mean you witnessed this a few times where you were starting to get into some lions mm -hmm. games oh you guys got this you got this oh i'd be like there's no way y'all gonna blow this man <laughs> justin tucker kicks a 60 how long was it 60 it some odd like, yard field goal it was like a record, record. <laughs> 66 it was something i'm sure cb will jump in and like correct me here something yeah it was like 66 60 yards to, to break, break your heart <laughs> to break my heart i was like listen the lions always find new and exciting ways to break your heart but this year we're actually you know, I'm going to knock on some wood here, y'all. Like, the Lions are doing all right. Yes, I agree. We went up against freaking Carolina, and they're terrible. But I'll take but you it. you got to beat the teams on your schedule, and they are, Lions are 4-1. and one. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about a couple of Longhorns who are shining. One of the Bijan Robinson catch was 
everywhere this week that kind of behind the hip move around and then while like he's a basketball doing that, move he's also he's like, like breaking ankles into the end zone that was beautiful i'm so proud of Bijan know, it's like and watching them, how they're using him in atlanta i listen i i was vocal and hopeful and again i'm i'm gonna get a little sassy here all you people that gave me shit for saying i wanted Bijan on the lions Watch him now. Watch my Lions now. Tell me it wouldn't have been a great fit. That would have been, I would have been in heaven. Would they use him wisely? Yeah. Look look how they're running now. I mean, we went in and got, uh, yeah, yeah, listen. That's what I worry about is talent like that, that, you know. And in the past, Lions pre-Campbell, I would have said, oh, God, he'd be wasted there. But again, I mean, the Lions are looking good. We're four and one. We got our little running game going. Our defense is stepping up. Now, again, Campbell did the same thing Sark had to come in and do and Clean build the up. lines up and Clean take up. some first yeah. round picks that you wouldn't normally, it, they weren't flashy picks, but it's, it's changing the the fabric of who the lions are. And I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. 66 yards. Thank you. Cindy. Thank you. That's what I thought. Thank you. <laughs> we like, we don't have time to Google it all. But <laughs> it was, you. it was 66. Thank yards. you. Ugh. Well, in that, <sighs> in that fancy move by Bijan, it was against your Texans it was. and they, Listen, my Texans, Texans lost. Texans I, lost. Titans lost. Oh, Cowboys. But Titans were close. I mean, the, the Texans game was close. That ended up being a, what was 21, it? 21-19. Yeah, it was a close so game. So every, every possession mattered. But Bijan did lose a fumble, but that's okay. They still won the game. Still uh, a rookie. That, oh, no, it's fine. He still <laughs> had 14 carries. But they're giving him the ball 14 times. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. 46 yards, two catches for 12 yards. They're going to F around and make me buy an Atlanta jersey, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Okay. (laughs) Well, you can buy a Bijan, a a Robinson jersey. Well, clearly that's what it's going to be. I know, but I'm saying don't call it a Falcons jersey. Don't call it a Falcons jersey. Call it a Bijan jersey. (laughs) Okay, so I didn't watch this game. I did go back and see the stats, though. And I didn't watch it because for me it was 3 a.m. or whatever. And I finally fell asleep one of the nights. So um, the Cowboys, we, we were like, oh, okay, the Cowboys are going to play in the middle of the night. Now we're not going to watch because at the 49ers. Punt, punt, fumble, punt <laughs> to start the game. I need to like, what? should that be like the new punt, anthem? Punt, fumble, punt. Somebody needs to remaster that. Like somebody, somebody give me a, a, a screwed and chopped version of the punt, punt, fumble, punt. Like, yeah. So it was, they were down 21, seven at half. And then they, oh man, they lost 42, 10. So pretty much the second half was the same thing. Okay, this this is my thought about um, two thoughts about the 49ers. <laughs> okay, uh, no, I'm here for it. I like and, it. And I'm going to ask you because you you know your stuff. Do you think Brock Purdy was wasted at Iowa State? I wasted is the wrong term. Okay, I think Brock Purdy did. Iowa State was respectable when Brock Purdy was there. Agreed. And I think that's a credit to Matt Campbell. I think uh, he Purdy, should have taken those high-paying NFL jobs when he had the girl, chance. Because is yeah. Listen, I so I bet his players I bet money that he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Brock Purdy. I I don't think wasted is the right term. Okay. I think he developed well. He developed nicely mm-hmm. at Iowa State. I think had he been at a different program he would have done more and would have been a mm-hmm. bigger household name. But, but that's also to say like who was around him in the pieces and is he 
a big fish in a small pond at Iowa State. Yes, I would agree with that. I so no, I don't think his talent was. I want to go back and look and see what his offers were. I know he developed later, right? He yeah, you know, like he, he now he, came he on matured. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the best time in forty yeah. ers like you know, he was Mister Irrelevant, right? He wasn't he the last a couple times. Wasn't yeah. he the last pick, Mister Irrelevant? And Wow, but he and right away came in and played and shined, yeah. and they're just using him so smartly. I definitely, I definitely think that Brock Purdy suffered a little bit as far as national recognition being at Iowa State. Yeah, for sure. Look um, at it coming all the way back around. <laughs> yeah, the Lions. Yeah, and oh, but then we got our camp. Cam but then we got our Campbell. You got so the Campbell you wanted. I, I know he's an. Enemy. All right, that's I'll take it. I'll take. That's it. my. I'm telling you, girl. We have an Aggie quarterback. <laughs> it does not work out. It's just um, working out for our head coach. Not, not for me. Um, so that was my first question about the 49ers. Okay. My second question about the 49ers is, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a statement. I think Christian McCaffrey was robbed from the Heisman when he was at Stanford. Robbed, robbed, robbed. And I think, That's no, bold. I think he was the best player in college football at least two. He was at least one of the years, maybe two of the years. He, he had record stats. I mean, but nobody really watched it because it was Stanford. Back then. Well, it was Pac-12, but yeah. before the hype of Pac-12 that it has now, it was kind of a. But, but what but, are the ironies of Pac-12 being hyped the year before they turn into the Pac-2? It just that the Pac do the, the, the Pac deuce. <laughs> oh, somebody called them two Pac. Two, yeah, listen, I don't, I don't hate. That. That's a good name. I, I, yeah, oh, I wish I remember who said that. Called them two Pac. The two Pac. Yeah. Um, Tupac. I yeah, I do think he. I, Okay, I was about to say the words. I think he was underrated, but you're still in Heisman contention, so you weren't really yes, underrated. Somebody agrees with me. I hope you're agreeing that Cat McCaffrey should have had the Heisman. If not, at least two of the years he was the stunner, but one year for sure. I mean, how he didn't win it is just nobody watched him play. Not well, it, it did. Play. It certainly didn't help. It certainly didn't help. But again, he, he was, was the still, best player in college football that year. But he was still in the talking. So I, I don't want to say like he no, was in the running. I remember him being like the like highlight after highlight and just stat after stat. No, and, I get that. But I'm saying and at the time Stanford was a winning program. Like I don't know I how he didn't get. I can't in. say I can't say that he was undervalued or underrated because he was getting national attention. He was in the running for the Heisman. So yes, but he should have won it. To me, I will I will well so should Vince Young. But well, thank you. <laughs> behind um yeah behind Vince Young I think the next robbery ever greatest robbery ever greatest robbery ever <laughs> was all right as McCaffrey not getting the I Heisman. could I could co-sign on that that's a fair enough that's a fair enough argument. all right so let's look ahead this weekend there are some games this, yeah this, what are we actually doing this is week six well I feel like the, the I, I feel like Ricky Bobby where it's like when we have a bye week I, I don't know what to do well with I'll hands. tell you I'll tell you what I'll tell me who I'm supposed to be watching okay right right the London game. Ooh, <laughs> I won't be there. The, the London game, Ravens at Titans. This is, this is, let's and call that's it. And at 9 a.m., right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what time it's going to be here. Probably it ends up 8 or 9, really 7, early. 8, 9, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, this is all mid, mid game, mid, <laughs> mid teams, like just <laughs> average mid, except your Lions are winning. Yeah, thank you. Three and two Ravens against two and three Titans. Mm -hmm. Ooh. But it's um, in London and is at 9 a.m. Oh, it's going to so be so fun. To watch. I wish I was at that game. Sure. Three and two Saints at two and three Texans. And that's actually a that's fun. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's Saints, a fun. Saints-Texans going to be good. It's always a fun rivalry because, like, I've said this. I think plenty of people would agree. The Cajuns and Texans are like cousins. Like, we just cook a little different. We talk a little different. But we got the same soul, right? So that's a fun. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. and again, Nolens and Houston ain't that far apart, so. 
that's always a fun game to watch. Right. That's going to be fun. Yep. Um, 4-1 Lions at 3-1 Bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all should be fine right there. See, if you put the kiss of death on my team. I tell you all the time, your team's going to win this year. Yeah, and then. And then the 3-2 <laughs> Cowboys at 2-2 Chargers. I think the Cowboys are actually. Come, Show they, up Because they game? go like this, so now they'll be like this. And then bye week next week, Titans, Texans, Cowboys, all on a bye. Yeah. The following week. I so the week, which the Texans will get because they did the London trip, so they get the bye. <laughs> but Dallas and Titans. Houston, sorry, Titans. And then the Houston and um, Dallas will get the bye just coincidentally. Yeah. So the week after the Cowboys. So what are you going to do with your hands this weekend? While this you're... weekend? Well, I mean, I'm going to be watching my Lions. Listen, for there's still lots of other good college football, which we'll get to. Great college football, for sure. I mean, I'll be watching my Lions. You know, I'll be here with your kiddo and she's going to yes, be annoyed, we'll talk about but that. I'm going to force her to watch Detroit football for a little bit oh, she where she mind. will probably ignore me and then go upstairs and pretend like I'm not here. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to be, there's a lot of rugby. If you want to watch rugby, oh, that's fun too. Um, some quarterfinals. That's fun too. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here for my lions. I'm excited. I, again, I feel like I'm playing with, with house money right now, just is in terms of being a fan with Detroit, because oh, you guys again, are great. I'm impervious. Great. I'm impervious to pain. If we lose, we're the Lions. If we win, hell yeah, we're having a good season. So feels like house money. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be I'll be glued to some NFL football, and we've got some good college coming up too. That yes. is all right. Let's get into it. Want to jump college, in? College. Right. First, let's okay. We have our picks, and we. We do okay on our picks. Don't bet yeah, like your rent money on it, but <laughs> you got a little extra scratch that you and I need. still. Hey Jody, uh, listen. Oh I'll, hi Jody. I'll give you a shout out, my friend. Uh, this is guys. I'm going to throw him up on the screen here. Jody is a buddy of mine. He is a dirty, dirty sooner, but we appreciate you being Congrats, here. Congrats, man. Should have joined us earlier. We were actually giving props we, to your, we your team. We actually said nice things about your we team. We did. That was a hell of a win by OU. Uh, we'll see y'all again in December for sure. Make sure you take care of West Virginia for us. So if you really want to see us again, you will beat West Virginia. <laughs> right. And yeah, there you go. I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, we've, uh, All right. we've got some college football. Let's talk about our picks last week. So okay. we, <laughs> we both picked, it was rough last week. We all picked, um, Texas to win and they didn't. To be fair, I feel like we weren't the only ones that missed last week. There was, you said 95% oh, of people pick Texas. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we have, we picked K state Oak state because mm -hmm. we thought Oklahoma state was dead in the water. They were not. Okay. <laughs> what is it? What, what's the meme where the old guy is like, someone call an ambulance, but not for, <laughs> me. <laughs> not for me. That's Oklahoma state right now. <laughs> jumping out, jumping out with a gun. Somebody come back from the dead. Yeah. yeah. They, they, you know, we had all signed their death warrant and thought they were six feet under, but good, good job. Oh, Oklahoma oh. state way to fight back. And so we need you to beat West Virginia. Talk about Did a team on the you? downward trajectory. Oh. Kansas state is struggling. Well, they're yeah. Yeah. Kansas state. They'll, they'll be fine. Yep. They're still a good team. We picked, um, we, well, Katie, Kevin Dunn was our guest last week, and he picked – he and I both picked um, Alabama to – he yeah. and I both picked – wait. I, you picked A&M. Katie picked Bama by seven. I picked Bama by ten. Oh, why did I write Allie? Yeah, I picked the I picked the Aggies to win that game at home. You did. And they did not. They didn't. <laughs> they did not. They fought hard, but just couldn't get anything going. Milro and, did enough. He did. And yeah. I will say – if I, if this is going to be a, in the spirit of positivity, say something nice about teams you don't like Kyle Field's a hard place to play. It is a hard place to play and consistently 
no matter what you think about the Aggie fan, fan base, they filled the stadium. They show up and they're loud and they're there for their team. They had people in line for those tickets two weeks before, which is insane to me. But it, it, Kyle Field is a hard place to play. And it's going to be harder, you know, since Texas has played there. When we go back next year, it's going to be even harder with all the construction that they've had and they've kind of closed off the bowl, made it taller. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's not, I thought they would handle business as much as mm-hmm. they said, Oh, Bama's down this year. They don't have a quarterback. And we know different. There's they're five and one Bama. Um, they were getting it together and they did enough. They went into AM and did enough. And that's, and again, I know that people want to knock the Aggies and talk about Jimbo Fisher. I, I don't think Jimbo's the guy, but they're still in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, especially in a big game like that, anybody playing Bama, a lot like Texas, that's going to be a There's... championship mentality game. Yep. Kyle Field is a hard place to play. So for Bama to go in in a down year, I use very large air quotes on that, but Bama to go in in a down year, play in a hard environment and come out on top, they mm-hmm. that that's a solid win for Bama, and it should be counted as such. Right, twenty six twenty. That was Aggies had so many chances. I mean, they had the lead. They had a sixty seven percent chance of winning that game in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The game was there when they were up seventeen ten, but they just didn't do enough, and they turned over the Aggies when they needed to. And yeah, so we yeah. got we got to give a shout out to Katie, our boy Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn, because he was closest on that. He said Bama oh. by seven. So okay, yeah, so nice. He, he had that. He had that pretty much in the bag. Good job. Katie. All right, we were all wrong thinking that Kentucky would fight against Georgia. That was not a fight. <laughs> I picked Georgia to cover. And you did. No, oh, I have you saying no cover. Georgia win, but no cover. All right. I and I had the outright upset, which was the <laughs> dumbest pick of the week. Hey, you got to You got to swing for the fences, right? All right. And I do have to say, you picked Louisville to beat Notre Dame. I did. Yeah. You were just like, I don't care. I, did. I put it out there. That was great. Um, <laughs> what even happened with Texas Tech and Baylor? Who won that game? I don't know. I have I to look it up. CB, who won? Yeah, no. I saw it was replaying last night uh, on one of the ESPNs when I was getting ready for bed. It was replaying. And I'm like, is this live or was this last weekend? I don't even know. Tech, don't... tech rolled on that one. It was 39-14. Okay. Yep. All right, I see you, Tech. They are they're 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 getting it together. Yeah, they're playing decent football now. They started off rough. They're playing decent football now, but let's not let's not. Oh, toot I'm their not going to award them a Big Twelve too loudly. It is still Baylor. It was at Baylor. Who did Baylor even have at quarterback that day? That's what I want to know. That's still one of my favorite games because I'm a child. Like mm-hmm. we've established that I basically am a 12 year old boy mm-hmm. mentally, right? That's still one of my favorite but- games <laughs> when they play at Texas Tech. The BU TT. Because I am a child. Good job. Yeah. Go. Oh, go thanks. Home. Tech won that game. Good <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah. Yep. Thirty nine fourteen. Tech. Um, I don't even. I've been gone all weekend, so I like <laughs> when I'm in Austin, I just leave news playing, sports playing, whatever, and I can hear and keep up. But I was gone and just weird hours, and I didn't. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to catch up now. But I like it. Yeah, that is that that post vacation haze, and like you were across the world, and it was a pretty quick trip. Of, four or five day trip, right? Yeah. Six days total, like end on end. But, but two of those were yeah, travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough to jump back into. So I appreciate you I being here. It. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. I love it. All right. Let's pick our games this week. Okay. There we ha- This is the time we talked about this last week. This is where we have like 50 something days in a row of college or NFL every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, games we're, live. we're in the thick of it we're yeah, like in we're, the first third of that right, right. Now. so every day there's some mm-hmm. game somewhere which is amazing thursday night tomorrow <laughs> i don't <laughs> thank know. you for clarifying what day we are in fact on well, today's wednesday so tomorrow the there is a 
Big 12 game. West Virginia, who we were just talking about, and Houston. At Houston. I know. that. Look, I, my face, I'm, y'all, I'm really, I try to work on my face being better about lying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I give away far too much of what I'm thinking with my face. So continue. This is, and we this is why it's interesting. Not just because it's, it's the Big 12. <laughs> but so West Virginia, we said that earlier, their only loss, 4-1 West Virginia, their only loss was at number seven Penn State. Right. Which was respectable. Respect, yeah. Not, not that there's a good loss, but that was respectable. Oh. But they do have wins against Tech and at TCU. And when they, when they lost to TCU, TCU likes to be the big favorite and then lose because they blew 21 point favorites against Colorado. And then they were 14 point favorites against West Virginia and they lost. Okay. Okay. But let's slow this down a little bit and let's look at that. TCU had all the flowers and accolades going into the season, but Mm -hmm. they lost. But this was four weeks in and they were still 14 point favorites. But TCU lost so many players. Like from the get go, from the first, the first game, we saw that this is not the TCU of last year. No. So but they I, are getting lots I, of love in the spreads. I get what you're saying, but the spreads are one thing. But TCU, to me, still is not a team that showed up. So I'm cool. Go in and beat TCU, fine. But I don't know that I'm going to put that much weight on that win. All right. Here's why this is so weird. So um, Houston, I mean, West Virginia has beaten Tech and TCU. Houston has already lost to Tech and TCU. Yeah. But the spread is only three. That's interesting. That's that's what I don't get. They're at Houston. The spread is only three point West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think that is more of a response of people not knowing who West Virginia is yet. Right. They've had some tests. Like you said, they played at Penn State. That's a tough place to play. Penn State obviously is is in the running this year to to make it to the to the college football playoffs. So I think they got West Virginia got some credit for that. But Coming into the season, we all thought West Virginia was going to be not a great team. I still am not a thousand percent convinced that we know who they are or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially in comparison within the big 12 Penn state, they went in, they lost, they, they played a decent game, but it's Penn state. We know we can safely say Penn state and West Virginia are on different levels right right now. That's a safe thing. But when you look at the rest of the competition that West Virginia has played thus far, I think it's again. We're talking TCU, a team that hasn't really shown much. We're but talking to go there and win. That's respectable. <sighs> yeah, Are I we... mean, I'm picking Texas to to struggle there. Yeah, I know you did. You you had that at the beginning of the season. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that too. But I don't know. I I'm still not sold. I'm surprised at West Virginia. I'm surprised that they're where they're at in the season right now. If you would ask me this at the beginning of the season, I would not have had West Virginia in contention for a Big Twelve championship right now nobody would have they were right yeah so I think in that sense you've got to give them some credit you've Mm got to acknowledge that they've done better with the season than a lot of people anticipated that being Mm -hmm. said I still don't think they've really been tested they don't have any wins that I look at and go yes that tells me who they are that shows me West Virginia is a for real team I, I'm not convinced yet. I'm not I'm not saying they can't win at I find the win at TCU respectable Okay. I don't just You're being kind of on the road. To Fort Worth I, I, am, I am. I am at this I point am. in the season. I think that's especially as 14 point dogs for four weeks into the season, enough to make a spread. I, I think that's respectable. Anyway, they're only favored by three. Yeah. So, I, again, I think that's a, 
to me, that's just the that telling shows, sign that nobody knows who the fuck they yeah, are right now. Yeah, right? fourteen like, point dogs at TCU, but mm-hmm. then only three point favorites at Houston. Right. Um, two and three Houston, and so, Houston is a team on the downward spiral, which is hard to say because U of H hadn't been great lately. I mean, they had a little, a few little pops and flashes. Yeah, Tom Herman. Herman. <laughs> But then remember that woman that was so mad when Tom Herman left. Oh, they were all mad. <laughs> I know, but there was like one woman that was just like angry every day on the, the internet world because yeah. Tom Herman left. Somebody anyway. mad on the internet that <laughs> never happens. Oh, I just remember her. I always I, think of her. I, you know, and again, Holgerson, I, I, I'm just going to speak from the heart here. I don't like him as a person. I don't care for him as a coach. I, I was surprised when he left West Virginia and got picked up at Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's shown anything at Houston to suggest that this program is on an upward trajectory. I don't see how the man still Not has consistently, a, no. Just I don't, moments. Yeah. I don't see how he still has a job. Again, the recruiting is going down the toilet. I think uh, I saw something recently that their most recent recruiting class was like 90th or 96th in the nation. I don't know. I just, you're not, there's nothing that tells me that Holgerson is going to have some crazy 180 and, and mm. bring University of Houston back up to where they feel they should be. I think the best thing they have going for them is those Oilers throwback uh, uniforms that they released oh, yeah, a couple. Those were nice. Couple, those were that. Those nice are cool. Blue. I'll give give props Good to that job. too. But um, so women yeah. cover. What do you say for West Virginia minus? Yeah, I think West Virginia shows up. I still don't think they're tested. Um, three points. Yeah, I say West Virginia shows up. Um, they blow them out of the water relatively this is a double digit win for West Virginia I I just don't see it being a three-point game I agree I don't understand that line I even went and double checked it and <laughs> am I reading that I, right yeah I agree win and cover West Virginia I think they've I think they've done enough to show they can handle a two and three team yeah agreed and again I know that it's at Houston but Houston is not it's it's gotten better but it's still not a formidable place to play mm-hmm. quite yet um so yeah, I'm I'm taking right. West Virginia cover, you. double digit cover. Nice. Yeah. All right. Friday, there is there's a couple a few games, but the big one, which is a conference matchup in the Pac-12, and we're talking about it because it's Colorado, and <laughs> it will be again the most watched game. <laughs> got to talk about Colorado. We got well. No, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's we need the to. biggest game that night. Yep, we need to. And we have to talk about it because it will probably be again a record-breaking watching game because there will be nothing else on TV Friday night, <laughs> and everyone will watch this one big game. Right. All right. Which good. Watch, watch, watch. Everybody go watch Colorado. So it's not till 9 p.m. for us. And, okay, they're going to accumulate a good win because it is Stanford, who is 0-3 in conference, 1-4 overall. They, they, Their only win was at Hawaii. And Yeah. It, so who's your pick? I mean, I think you've already said it, but go ahead. I mean, well, let me tell What's you the spread. Let me tell you the spread. It's 11.5 Colorado. That seems shockingly low to me. Low? Yes. For an 0-4 Stanford team? Listen, I don't think – I'm not sold on Colorado yet. I think they were exposed. But 11.5 still less than two touchdowns still seems low to me for an 0-4 Stanford team on the road. 1-4, uh, 0-3 in conference. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Same, 1-4. Same yeah, difference. I mean, I don't want to take away that Hawaii win. My who's bad. now 2-4. and four. I don't want to take away that that win. Right. Um, I agree. Colorado – Colorado's lost to Oregon and UNC and USC. They survived Arizona State for that big win. So I, I'm going to say they do win in cover. Okay. Why not? They're at home. People are pumped that they just beat Arizona State. 
oh and three in conference arizona state everyone's pumped so they're gonna give yeah i Stanford another out, again another i i think colorado has been exposed but i don't see that this is going to be that huge of a challenge and again Sanders is showing that he's got some coaching in him. And I think he's going to have these guys ready for this. I just, especially a home game on a Friday. I, yeah, man, I just don't see. Yeah, oh, they'll, they'll be packed. They'll be crowded. Right. There'll be some celebrities there. It's going right. to be fun. And then we jump Good for them. Yeah. And then we jump into Saturday. Huge game Saturday. So mm-hmm. lots of ranked matchups. And that's what I'm sticking with as far as picks is cool. the ranked matchups. And then I'm going to tell you the top 10 teams, a few of them, okay. and tell me who you think is on upset alert. Okay. I like it. All right. So let's start with 2.30 in the afternoon. One of the biggest, I think, ranked matches because it's a top 10 matchup. Mm-hmm. Eight, Oregon at seven, Washington. Hmm. So let me tell you about Oregon. Their conference wins are Colorado, Stanford, who's won nothing. <laughs> and their best win might be at Texas Tech or home to Colorado. One of those is their best win. They're averaging 52 points a game. Mm-hmm. Seven, Washington. Their conference wins are Cal at Arizona. I'm still trying to see who their best win. Oh, game days in there for Seattle. Nice. So like game day. CB, you're going to be there? You're going to show up with your Texas gear on, my friend? Thanks. Game day is going to be. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Thank you because I haven't been paying attention. So game day will be there. They should. That's a top 10 matchup. Good yeah. call. Good call. Um, and it's going to be so beautiful. What a beautiful canvas. Okay. So their best win, all the teams are three and three or two and three. Washington hasn't beaten any team with a winning record. So... I don't know. Yeah, it's but, a, but it's they're a hard both one undefeated. Washington's favored by a field goal at home, which means they're pretty dead even teams. Yeah. Means so, Vegas again. Yeah. Like we just talked about, Vegas doesn't know which way this one's going. Um, look, I we've talked about the Pac 12 and how surprising it is that they're getting so much national attention. Good for them. And this the final <laughs> year of their existence, right? right. Um man, this is a toss-up here. Uh we're saying Washington is favored by three. I'm mm-hmm. going to say Oregon comes in and wins this game. Um, I, I think Oregon is a better team all around. Mm-hmm. I, I like Washington. Um, I don't, you know, I think they've they've done well with what they've had and what they've shown. But, yeah, I think Oregon comes in, takes this over. Um, I think Oregon wins and covers. I'm going to say covers by a touchdown. I, I think Oregon by seven. I agree with you as far as look at this. Thank you, Richard. See, look at this magic drinks again. Like, I love it. Thank you, I Richard. I need the, these the when I'm picking. Here. I need these when I'm picking. Yeah. Go on, sorry. The little <laughs> dog is here. Thank you. Um, so I agree. I I think Oregon has been tested. They went to tech, and it's not that tech is a you know the best team in the country, but still the, a harder place it to play is now. a hard place to play. Mm-hmm. The fans are right on top of you. It's loud. It was sold out. It was an intense, ready. It was an intense crowd mm-hmm. and a game that went to the last second. Right. So that was a good test. They rolled Colorado without much problem, but um, I think they have a lot of confidence going into this game. I mean, so does Washington, mm-hmm. and they have a, an impressive offense again, also scoring forty six points a game which is confusing because 52 points a game, Oregon, 46, Washington, but the over-under is 67. So they're trusting a little defense on each side, but mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going to go, wa- I'm going to go Oregon, not just wins, but I mean, not just covers, but wins outright. And by I would, I could even pick Oregon to win by nine to 12. Okay. I'm going to put you down for 12. Cause we got to be different a little bit. Right. I got it. <laughs> well, let's say gotta be a little different. 10. Okay. I said seven. You said, said 10. nine to 12. Yeah, you know. Okay, let's go 10. All, All right, right, cool. All I right. like that. Um, then we're looking at, look, I I would love to talk about this AM game. Let's get there. Yeah. It's 
All right. So at the same still, time, still two thirty p.m. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, it's on CBS, so nationally broadcast game. Good, Good for, for them. them getting the SEC on CBS. So this midday. is this is Texas A and M at UT, not the real UT, but the other UT. The other UT. Mm-hmm. Um, again, A and M is four and two overall and two and one in conference. Right. 19 Tennessee. So Tennessee is up there uh, four and one and they're one and one in conference. Um, Yes. We, we talked about this a little earlier. A&M played a close game, gave it the good, when we call it, what do they call it? The The old try, the old old college college try. try. (laughs) I thought they had some core bullshit with that, but they tried. uh, And uh, Tamu ended up losing 26 to 20 against Bama at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So A&M does have the wins like, over over Auburn and Arkansas. Right. Again, Auburn not so high up there this year. Arkansas TBD, but that's no. still a good Those Again, Arkansas fine. still hates teams in Texas. Those are fine. Yeah. Um Tennessee has a loss at Florida. Florida is now 4 and 2 after kind of a roller coaster start. Mm-hmm. Um and then they've got a pretty big win at South Carolina. Right. They, they won by weekend. 3, yeah, by mm-hmm. 3 touchdowns. Yep. Um so their only win over a winning record team is against Austin. I, I can never the say a P, P. I think it's just P, is right? It it's just P. Either way. The ones with the top hats. Right. They're all their only win, again, like we just said, um, Washington doesn't have a single win against a team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. Neither does Tennessee. And you can't help who you play as long as you beat the teams you play, but Austin P. <laughs> three and two that's the best record of any team they've played yeah um but they are very balanced in getting their offense going tennessee so this past weekend 477 yards of offense and it was pretty much split down the middle running and passing not that that means there's balance because it didn't have to be 50 50 but uh, when you can run and pass like that great what do you say tamu texas a&m is going in tennessee's favored 3.5 at home so yeah, look, as much as I want to come in and and walk all over AM, I think they're starting to figure it out this season. I think AM goes in and I listen, I'm still not convinced. I mean, listen, pay Jimbo Fisher until the end of all time. Oh, give him an extension. Extend him, but I love what he's doing there. <laughs> Great job. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> um, but I do think AM is starting to kind of get their collective crap together. And I think they're starting to figure out and play and play a little better together, even though they they lost their quarterback. They have a very competent backup, mm-hmm. right? And Max. So yeah, I'm gonna say Tamu goes in. Uh they're coming off an emotional, an emotional loss to Bama. I think they want to take it out and they're gonna see orange and they're gonna see UT, even though it's not the real one. I think they're gonna come in. I so yeah, I'm gonna take AM to win, which obviously means they cover. Um, but I do think this is a close game, close game. I mean, I think this is a you know, within a, a seven, seven points AM wins. All right. We disagree. <laughs> I am tired of betting on Aggies to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is, the, I have the... been believing in them and they've been letting me down. So I am actually picking Tennessee to win and cover at home to I, that three and a half hook is kind of funky, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take it. Okay. I'm going to say Tennessee wins and covers. I just, I think they're going to be, a and is just going to be mentally, physically exhausted and drained from that that roller coaster. Game. Yeah, yeah, that physical game they played at home. I think it's too much to take it the following week on the road. And I'm going to stick with Tennessee to get another. Listen, we got Bob agreeing with you here. Let's let's extend, extend Jimbo. Fully yeah. guarantee. I agree. Another ten years, another hundred million. <laughs> Agreed. Listen, I'm. I want to guarantee. I want to be clear. I'm rooting for Tennessee. However, 
I still think AM is going to take this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So that's a little differentiator. I'm taking AM. You're taking Tennessee. You say Tennessee covers. I like it. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump in. Then the night game. Now this one, we should have had KD jump in with us on this, but oh, uh, Notre Dame. Pretty pretty good rivalry going on between classic. Yes, classic with the classic. with the Trojans and Notre Dame. Another ranked matchup. Ten USC at twenty one Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Who you got on that one, Rocky? Um, six and zero USC. Five and two Notre Dame. The, Notre Dame. This is what's weird. Notre Dame's lost two games already, and. They're three-point favorites at home. Hmm. So they're saying something in this USC team that they think Notre Dame can handle. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I, I've been picking against Notre Dame, and most of the time I'm right. And Katie is mad at you for that? Katie is mad at me, but I'm picking against them again this week. I think Caleb Williams is has too much for um, – I think Caleb, Caleb Williams has too much for Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and I'm picking Notre, USC to go in there and win outright. Okay. All right. So you're going to take USC. Again, you know me, just to be the contrarian. That's I'm, fine. I'm going to take Notre Dame in this. Um, again, I, th- I think Caleb Williams is a better quarterback here. I think really USC is the better team. But, again, this is a rivalry game, mm-hmm. much like the Texas OU game. You just – you never – you can throw stats out the window. You can throw history. Uh, mm-hmm going to be crazy so i'm going to say that notre dame uh wins but again this is another nail biter um i'm going to take notre dame to win but not cover Ooh, three. it's like a one oh just I'm by gonna three. take it this so is gonna be push. yeah this is a push all right yep i'm taking notre dame okay yes usc's defense is not stellar but they will put up enough points i think they will put up enough points all right so one more ranked game, and we can just throw it out there. We don't have to. More, more because I want to talk about what happened to this team last weekend. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Miami, yep. you know, the Aggie beaters, 4-1. and one. They mm-hmm. are now 0-1 and one in conference. And you want to – did you see how? I actually watched this yeah. while I was away. They get to go to the Fighting Mac Browns. Fighting number, Mac Browns. Who's yep. undefeated. You go, Mac Brown. <laughs> undefeated, 5-0. and oh. Okay, so Georgia Tech <laughs> – they played Georgia Tech last Saturday. Did you see these highlights? I did not. Okay. Oh, good. I have to tell you what happened. So Mario Cristobal, you know how? Oh, you- I did. This was the complete mismanagement at the end of the game where all he had to do was take a knee. Yes. Okay. And he didn't. I, I did see you, this. I knew you knew. Ah, look at me watching football in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, y'all saw this. All he had to do was take a knee. Okay. With 44 seconds left in the game, he had a 98% chance of winning this game. <laughs> These are your favorites. I love, you love the percentage. I watched the game yeah. scrolling through what's the percentage of winning the game at this point. Mm-hmm. He had a 97.9% chance of winning the game with 40, 44 seconds left. And like every good coach. 44 seconds left. God bless. That does all make me feel had better. To do Thank you for making this tell a tell his hit. team Take a, knee. take a knee. This makes me feel better about our mismanagement and clock management at the end of the game. Because at least, yeah. Well, because at least, kind of, I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, yeah. There are teams that manage the end of the game worse. When, when imagine <laughs> if you all you have to do is victory formation, literally just, and you're knee. like, no, we're gonna fight. Keep trying. That's to, hubris, my keep friend. Keep trying to drive the ball. That's hubris. Well, of course, turnover. Georgia Tech gets the ball. They go 74 yards in four plays and win the game. And we got to give a shout out to the oh, Watsons. The Watsons. Yep. So Janelle Watson, our friend, her son, Kenyatta Watson, was at Texas. He's now at Georgia Tech. So, of course, I was messaging you. like, oh, my. And his dad is, yes. is director Coach of. Coach Watson. Yeah, yeah, Coach Watson is director of recruiting and uh, personnel, right? Florida State now, right? Is it Florida State? Yeah. 
He was at Georgia Tech for a little bit, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're a great family. Yeah. Beautiful family. Yeah. Lo- we miss them, love them. So anyway, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was so happy for them because that that was huge it to was beat big. Miami undefeated at the time to, and on their own, like take advantage of their, their stupidity, like just arrogance to not take a knee. Yeah. Yeah, that's hubris right there. They come yeah. back and bite you. All right. And do you know who was the quarterback for Georgia Tech who threw those four touchdowns? Haynes King from a <laughs> The former Aggie quarterback. You got to love beat it. Beat Miami when the Aggies full, full circle. Full circle. It's, it's a beautiful story. It is. It is. All right. All right. So you have some feelings on this. I'm going to let you pick this one first. Which one? So Miami. We're going to oh, pick okay. it. We're oh, gonna we're going to pick, pick it. it. Okay. Because we got Mike. North Carolina is favored by three and a half. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you taking? Oh, North Carolina win and cover. Okay. No question. Okay. Um, you know, I hate to end on us agreeing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I got to say the same thing. It's the fight Mac Browns. Got to love them. You know, Kyle Gotta Umlang. Love him. Fight Mac Brown. Kyle, Gotta love him. Kyle Umlang has turned into a <laughs> North Carolina Stan account for this week. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take North Carolina. I agree. I think they win and cover. I think Mac is, I think he's having fun coaching football again. Mm-hmm. Um, this team seems to be doing really, really well. Um, and thank you. The, oh, the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, thank you. I, I'm actually, you can't really tell because of our, our little thing, but I'm, I'm rocking all of the Astros gear today. Sorry, yeah, guys. she is. Yeah. I'm a, Y'all know who I'm rooting for in the uh, in the, in the playoffs the, in here. The baseball. Hey, shout out to the Rangers again. They did a great job. Um, <laughs> congratulations, guys! You won some stuff in the postseason. Mm. So, th- so you understand Twitter is going to be absolutely unbearable. You don't follow MLB too much. No, I you mean, are still. Gonna I know see the Rangers won, but I don't. If yeah, yeah an all Texas playoff would be uh, pretty delightful. Mm. I will be. Uh, definitely a little because you guys are back in the same side, ghost rooms, back yep. in the same, yep, co- com- not conference division or division. whatever, right? Yeah, yep. okay, so all right, I'm not, I'm not the biggest baseball person, so we're, we're both taking North Carolina to win, win and cover, and cover, uh, again, three and a half. That's that's a that's a, whew, a lot of close games, a lot of games that Vegas just doesn't know how to pick. Don't right. know which way to go. I like I'm gonna it. I'm gonna give you a couple of quick top ten teams, just a couple games, and you tell me which who you think, if any, are on upset alert. Okay, I like it. Um, Georgia at Vanderbilt. They're only 31 point favorites. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse is okay going to Florida State. 70 17.5 favorites or Arkansas at Alabama. Mm. Are any of any is anyone on upset alert? Of all of those, if I had I to, say top 10 but Alabama's number 11, but you know what I mean, that's a good game. If I have to pick one of those to be an upset, like mm. gun to the head, have to pick one, I'm going to say Arkansas at Alabama. I think that's the upset to watch mm-hmm. for. Look, Georgia, I gave them shit before they showed up this past game against Kentucky. Um, I think Georgia's going to show up to play when it really matters, and it's Vanderbilt. Like, I mm-hmm. don't see anything coming from them. Um, you've got Indiana at number two, Michigan. Same thing. Michigan, it's at home. Favorites. I just don't see anything happening there. Um, but, yeah, so of all of those that we talked about, um, yeah, I'm if I have to pick, I'm not saying I would pick this if I were gambling, but I would say of those, if I have to pick, I'm going to say Arkansas at Alabama. Bama's favored by 19. I can see Arkansas, again, being the cockroaches, showing up, falling in something, and screwing things up. All right. Good job. I like it. All right. So let's let's give a shout-out to one of our sponsors. Yeah. So we're going to be watching all of this stuff this weekend. Uh, Listen, and you guys, if you have not got your man cave set up, if you don't have your she shed set up, whatever you need, please reach out to AV Consultations. 
again, it's the best time of year. We're fully into football season and it's fall. It is fall. And we live in our living rooms watching sports all day long. We got playoffs coming up for baseball. This is truly a magical 55 days straight of football, magical time of year. So stop spending your money and your time driving back and forth to bars and, and spending, wasting money there when you can make your home a, the place to be for your friends and for your family and for yourself with a custom TV hookup from AV Consultations. They have been in business since 1988. Like they are That's almost, a long time. almost as old as me. That's crazy. 35 years. Yeah. Um, and they will hook you up the way that they've hooked up thousands of Central Texans. Look, if you want uh, projectors, if you want the big screen TV, they even do security, home security. So if you're looking to make your place a little more secure, they can take care of you there, too. Um, look, it, they'll take care of you. AV Consultations. Give them a call. 512-255-8678. Or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Good job, so, Megan. Love it. Love it. All right. So quick note for our women in sports. Yep. Today, our women, our women in sports is Mary Lou Retton. And we're bringing her up because, well. Well, I got to say this before. Okay. When I was a kid. Okay. So I was born in 82. Y'all do the math. I was born in 82. My mom was convinced. So when I was a kid, I was in jazz, ballet, tap, and gymnastics. Right. And yeah, it was a lot. Um my mom was convinced I was going to be the next Mary Lou Retton. Oh, like she had she that. Get, did she bowl cut your hair and everything? I straight up had like the famolet with the bowl had cut. That and, yeah, it was it was a lot. But she she definitely thought that I was going to be the spicy little gymnast. <laughs> Clearly, that did not work out. I think I like uh, maybe a little too spicy. I didn't have the discipline. <laughs> didn't have the discipline for gymnastics. That's for sure. But so Mary Lou Retton is in the news right, right. now. She's in the news. So everyone knows Mary Lou Retton, 1984 LA Olympics, got perfect tens, won all around gold. She became America's sweetheart. Mm -hmm. She is a longhorn. She went yeah. to UT Austin. That's why we're especially talking about her today because she went to Texas. Did you know she married a former UT quarterback? I did not know. I that. did not know that either. Shannon Kelly, who was a quarterback <laughs> at Texas between the years 85 through 88, jazz hands. Mm -hmm. um, he was the Texas quarterback and he beat BYU. So maybe things are all coming in. Forward. Yeah. Anyway, they're divorced, but she married him. And she, well, the reason we bring her up is because she is in ICU fighting a really rare, severe form of pneumonia. Jeez. Yeah. So her family's asking for a few donations and because she doesn't have health insurance because mm. she lives in Texas or so she don't have no insurance. How do you, oh, that's, that's it's sad because she's America's sweetheart and she can't get health insurance. Yeah. That's a frustrating. It's frustrating. frustrating anyway. Stuff. So they're asking for help. Um, if just send your thoughts send your strength to Mary Lou Retton, yeah. America's sweetheart. Absolutely. So Absolutely. anyway, all right. It's so time. let's, Time's time. That's our women in sports. But we have the time to get it off our chest. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, you tell me. I'm I'm fine either way. You go first. You typically. All right. Let me play it. Okay. Put it in the book. You can't handle the truth. Say it with your chest. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. All, All right. right. This is get our, off your chest, Megan. Get oh. off our chest. We've got she, one minute. Got timer. One minute on the clock. And to, it doesn't have to be. Negativity, to rant, just to rant or talk. rave about whatever we want to. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go. Start now. I'm excited where this Texas football team is heading. Okay, but I'm gonna go ahead and put this out once again to Texas fans. The sky is not falling, guys. I heard this on the way up uh, out of the. It took a little bit to get out of. Hey, shout out to the Texas fans. The stadium was full both ways. 
It was all burnt orange, all, you know, crimson. That was awesome. Texas, the, the eyes of Texas was some of the loudest I've heard at the end of any game, despite a heartbreaking loss. So hell yeah. I want to brag on the guys that they're the, the fans that stayed, showed out, stayed to the very end, sang really loud with the eyes of Texas. That's awesome. To the few that were leaving saying fire everybody. This is the worst team I've ever seen. This is the guys y'all are y'all are the reason Texas is called the softest fan base out there. <laughs> Grow up. This team is amazing. We're doing awesome things. And if you're not here and you want to jump off the bandwagon every three seconds, you're not a real fan. Boom. There's my 60 seconds. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to say a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Good job. Keep it real. I will keep it real. I, it drives me nuts when I see that. So there's my 60. Are you ready? I'm about to put 60 on the clock for you. Okay. I better be ready. You got yours to go? Uh, uh, sure. I'll say something. All right. Let's do this. Okay. I wish everybody had the opportunity to go to a sporting event that was like a world, like a world cup on a world stage. Yeah. Or even like the London, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, the London game at the NFL London games, or uh, there'll be some events here in the U S you know, the Olympics events where sporting events, where people from all over the world come together. And it's just, it's so amazing to, see people dressed in their costumes or have their fun little character things from their countries and things that they, that they know what it is. And, um, you know, they just wear their beautiful things from around the world and you hear all these languages and they all love the same sports or the same events or cheering and even cheering for the other team or respecting the other team. Like Japan was playing and they have Argentina painted on That's their cool. cheeks because they're full head to toe Japan, but, but they're they respecting, respecting the opponent. All right. I like it. I wish everyone had that opportunity. I like that. That's, That's awesome. All right. And there's your minute. There's my minute. I like it. Now, look, I will say uh, if you're in the Austin area and you have an opportunity, check out F1 racing. I know sometimes it ends up on Texas football weekends. Um, but if you have an opportunity, it is fun. You get to see different again. It's mm -hmm. racing, which is. Ugh. Oh yeah. F1 is coming. Yeah. in in my heart, it's in my blood. Uh, oh, there's an international event right here in Austin. People from all over the world. That's yes, exactly, exactly it. What you that's said. exactly it. So um, it, it took me a second. To, yeah, to make that connection. It took me a second. To, yeah, yes, MotoGP exactly. Moto and F1, but F1 is coming up here mm -hmm. pretty soon. It is fun to go. You, you smell the fuel. You get to see people from around the world. Mm -hmm. Austin is growing up as a little city, and we're hosting global events now. So it is. It's a pretty cool thing. It's a. It's a lot of fun to go to. And they have events around town that even if you can't, if you, if you don't have tickets to the event, there are things around the city that are free and open and you can mm -hmm. go see the cars or meet the people or be a part of the event, even if you don't have tickets to the race. Right. Yeah. To it's, the race. It, it's a ton of fun. There's a lot of stuff in town that's happening. Um, and yes, that's absolutely World right, Bob. World Cup is coming to the U.S. World Cup is coming to the U.S. in Houston and Arlington. Like that's an easy drive from Austin. If y'all have an opportunity, it is. Or if a, you're in Houston. Yeah, it is a lot of fun to go to global events uh, and and really get a flavor, a taste of other cultures and it's so how they how they do things. And, you know, show them how we do it here. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. So, again, y'all, as always, we appreciate you joining us. We are approaching our five o'clock hour. It goes so fast. It does. We we thank you again. I'm, I, I thank y'all for sticking with us as I went through my rants and my raves. <laughs> Um, as always, we appreciate you always jump in, please feel free to share, always like subscribe to Texas sports unfiltered on YouTube. If you missed any of the show, you can always go back and listen to the recap, listen mm -hmm. to the replay, uh, anytime you want to. 
And uh, for now, we're going to sign off. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. As always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire Fire the the Cannon. Cannon. Few seconds early.